gentlemen, the show is about to start in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. He'll be found on the mountain. It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Built by the Barnumidium Company, served by Chicken Cock Whiskey, and part of the Chief Sports Network. Juice Wells, all the way, touchdown Gamecocks. Pressure, and he just does it. All right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and built by the Barndo Co., the BarndominiumCo.com, where you can build your dream home in four states, the Carolinas, Georgia, and in Tennessee for as low as $160 per square foot. We, of course, are served by Chicken Cock Whiskey, and it's a beautiful time of the year as the holiday season has arrived. Make sure Chicken Cock is for your holiday party. JC is back today after being off yesterday. Mm. And myself and Phil here until 2 o'clock will be joined coming up in an hour by Mike Morgan with ESPN and the SEC Network. Plenty to get to with him, football, basketball, and beyond. The Fab Five, we will have a new Fab Five today as well. That is up on the Chief Sports app, and you can play for a chance to win a uh, Fiesta Pack from Salsaritas in Colombia. Obviously, this morning, the big news being reported by the gentleman here in the top left corner of your screen, J.C. Sherbert, is the expected transfer of wide receiver Juice Wells. We won't wait much longer. J.C., we'll let you go ahead and dive into what you know at this point in time. It's 11 o'clock. I think you reported this about two and a half hours ago initially, and uh, and here we are. Not sure that he's quite in the portal, but what's the latest? Well, uh, this morning, um, I was talking to uh, one of our other staff members at um, TBS, and uh, he, he mentioned that that's what he's hearing. And so I went through and checked with a couple of folks, and it was accurate. And uh, obviously, the portal does not open until Monday, so he's not in it yet. Uh, I don't. I do know there's some. Uh, talks, some conversations, some discussions being had. I, I would not tell you guys, uh, just to be honest, that, that I think they'll bear much fruit. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things. Uh, it, it's it's part of the game now. Um, I can't sit here, though, unlike some other situations maybe, and, and tell you that if Juice goes to another school, he's going to make – uh, you know, five times the money he made here. Uh, so I can't tell you that. I'm not going to sit here and 
act like South Carolina did not take care of him. And that's kind of been my, my the way I preach NIL is it's about taking care of your players. And I don't know of a school that's taking care of a player more uh, across the board than South Carolina and Juice Wells. But ultimately, it's his decision and his family's decision. And unless there's NCAA rules to govern stuff like this from happening, this is going to happen. So uh, I think it's unfortunate from South Carolina standpoint because, you know, you start looking at, at returning players and all, you know, Rattlers leaving, and, and you know that. And, uh, you know, last year they did get hit with Lloyd and Bell and um, uh, Birch and, and Edmund and didn't necessarily replace those guys. Uh, I think you could make an argument they did with Anderson and Lloyd and running back sort of just was what it was. But, uh, you know, and then Bell, they brought in Simon and Knox. They, those guys probably, I mean, are really good. Probably not Jaheim Bell as far as big playability. Uh, and then the ends, they definitely didn't do much. Um, and so I understand the the fear and the here we go again from the fan base. Uh, I, I get it because it's just kind of like, oh, wow, you know, we're just now into portal season. A bad season just took place, tough season, uh, bad loss to Clemson uh, at the end. It was very disappointing. And then everybody goes, well, here we go. All the good players are going to walk out the door. I can tell you that's not the case. Um, I can also tell you that I can't guarantee anybody's going to stay. Right. Because, look, man, uh, even Bell – you know, remember last year, Bell was selling T-shirts at 12 and in the portal by 7. Right. Um, Marshawn Lloyd met with Beamer and everybody else, said, I'm going to finish my career at South Carolina. And then he goes home for a weekend, and he's gone, gone, baby, gone. Yeah. Uh, Rattler and Juice did end up staying, which is a, a tribute, a credit to, you know, some folks that made it happen. But, um, you know, so I understand it. Like, oh, fifth guy, you know, and once you get about player number five over two years, you get really worried. Um, and I know there's rumors out there about other guys. And, and But like I said, I can't guarantee anybody can stay because uh, it's just one of those things. The coaches don't know. The players probably don't know. You know, it's it's impossible to sit here and predict this stuff right now. So I can't lie to you and say, oh, calm down, like the, the Iraqi minister of information, you know. I can't do that. <laughs> what I can tell you is the portal works both ways, folks. And look, now is not the time to throw in the towel. I mean, now is the time to, to look and see well, how are you going to fix it? You know, how, how are you going to replace this guy? Well, uh, I think resource-wise, the you NIL know, situation is better than it was last season. I think this frees up a lot of resources, so to speak. Uh, as does Spencer Rattler moving on, uh, which was expected. Um, and so you got kind of more opportunity, you know, which is what it is, NIL opportunity. Uh, South Carolina is not to the point where they need to be, uh, so I'm not telling you that. I'm not saying everybody needs to sit back and roll up a doobie and watch the talent roll in because that's not the case either. But it is better, and, and that's thanks to a lot of you guys who have contributed to it. Uh, so be proud of yourself for that. Be thankful there's like a solution to an issue rather than harping on on what happened. It's hard to replace a guy like Juice, okay? I think he is a special, special player. My friend there, Jamie, called it from the first time he saw him run around. <laughs> uh, special talent, okay? Uh, at the same time, you know, there, you can't prevent – 
anybody from going in the portal, no matter what you do. Uh, and and there, that's just the way it is in college football. And so next season's not over. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it would have been nice to have juice back. I think uh, Lenore Sellers probably is a little disappointed because there's a guy that uh, would have been by far the number one target. The receiving room needs work, but the good news is there's a lot of receivers in the portal every single year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them go and, and, and you know, some of them, you know, I remember the kid that went from Ohio state to Bama a couple of years ago. That kid caught seven passes for the Buckeyes and was an All-American the next year. So you never know. I mean, you know, that that's one position where you, you look at the recruiting rankings every year. There's always like 250 receivers ranked. Now, half of them can't play dead in the movie, including some that are four stars. And I'll be honest with you there. You've got to evaluate it well. You know, and I think you, I think this time around, you know, you can't take you can't take flyers on people. You know, you you got to make sure that they're committed to doing what they're supposed to do and all that good stuff. Uh, but I think I think there's you know obviously a lot of opportunity out there. Uh, Carolina's not getting the portal with both hands tied behind its back this time. I think at least one hand's undone, so that's good. Um, and you know, hey, look, if they talk him into coming back, they talk him into coming back. I mean, I I I, I agree completely with pointing out to him that. The University of South Carolina, even through a year that was lost for him on the field, has been right there with him, you know, and supported him and and, and taken care of him. Um, you know, far too often with this program, before about 15 years ago, that was the biggest gripe you heard from former players and, you know, that was used against Carolina recruiting. They don't take care of their players. And you could point to facilities then and show it. Uh, but Carolina stepped up with this. And so it, that's not – uh, I, I don't think there's anything anybody could have done to prevent this. I mean, it wasn't a situation where, you know, somebody was not doing what they needed to do to make him happy. But, uh, you know, look, it's just like dating. If you are married or dating and your spouse decides the grass is greener on the other side, you can beg, borrow, steal, get in the, get in the weight room, start running, go on Jenny Craig, Get a tan, look sexy, and it's just not going to matter because their heart's not with it anymore. And if your heart's not with it anymore, you're better off not having them. Um, and and people got to understand that it's a lot like life. Uh, and I know there's disappointment out there. I know people are bringing up every grievance they have with the program. I mean, I read on the Big Spur today a couple of times. Dowell Loggins needs to be gone because of this. What what are you talking about? Yeah, man, it's not it's not why he left. You know, some people were convinced that's why Marshawn Lloyd left. And you saw where Marshawn ended up, and you saw the money they're throwing around out there. And Marshawn got to run for a bunch of yards against no defenses this year, and he's improved his NFL draft stock, so fine. But, you know, there's some things that are just out of everybody's control, and it's that way at every program. Um, and so it's unfortunate. It sucks. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, Carolina should, quite frankly, as a whole, everybody involved should feel a little bit, uh, lack of a better term, used, you know. And Juice is a 21, 22-year-old kid. So I get it. It's it's nothing against his character. You wish him the best if he decides indeed to get in the portal and go from there. But, but, you know, the question is going to be how do you replace him? And and you just go and you get get guys that can – Play receiver. That's not uh, 
it's not as hard as going to getting a defensive end. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, receivers are out there. Trust me, and um, and we'll see what happens uh, about that. I, I know I, I don't know if you guys got into KJ Jefferson yesterday or not, but mm-hmm. yeah, Carolina's not going. Yeah, they're not. Is. They're not going in that direction. It, it not unless there's just like no nil expectation. Um, okay. they've got their quarterback. He KJ's a great player. KJ needs to go someplace he doesn't have to that he can kind of skate in to the job if he leaves Arkansas, which I don't know that he will now. They're trying to get him back to. But um, I, I just think it would be a, a, a catastrophic rate waste of resources to do it as it stands now uh, when really you compare player to player, talent for talent, the chances of him beating out sellers are, is, is probably slim uh, when it comes to that. So uh, now Tanner Bailey and Colton Gothier have left, and I do expect South Carolina – to circle back on quarterback, I don't think you can get through the season with three and with Doty doing the part-time thing. Um, and so I, I think they will get a guy, but it's not going to be – I mean, it, it'll be a guy like a Graham Mertz or, um, you know, a, a kid like the the two kids that left Vandy. I've used those as examples, Seals and Swan, which they're pretty good players. I mean, those guys can – they got SEC starting experience. They're good players. But but you're not going to go break the bank on a on a starting quarterback right now unless you just feel like Sellers is a year away. Period. End of discussion. We're going to struggle with him next year while he learns. Blah blah blah. And that's just not the case at all. So uh, that's my take on that. And um, with that, to sound like Will Muschamp, with that, I answer any questions. Uh, well, so let's 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 back up a little bit here and let's kind of re- readjust and and fill in the gaps of where things are because t- we're not even into December. Today's November the 30th. The portal will actually officially open on Monday and and then things will be moving from there. There are 14 teams playing in college football starting tomorrow night for championship games this week. So uh, <clears throat> my understanding is that since the season ended last week, this week at South Carolina and of course at programs all across the country, they're having their end of year meetings. And in these meetings, JC, and you can uh, you can add on to this as well, in these meetings, you are determining and discussing the futures of each player with their coaching, with their coach, and with the head coach and with their position coach. And in those meetings, some of them, these kids are they're fine. They're just excited about you know what's next, and that's what they talk about. Some of these uh, meetings are encouraging young men to probably find other opportunities, and that's where their transfers will come from. And then some of these oppor- and then some of these are players walking in and saying, "Coach, I'm leaving." But then you have the all the the Marshawn Lloyd situation, for instance, where you'll have a young man walk in and say everything's good to go, and then they'll walk out the door and you feel like everything is fine, and then that young man all of a sudden has has told somebody or he's put his name in the portal or whatever it is, and then the head coach and the rest of the staff learn about this for the first time, not face to face, but via social media or something else like that. So my question to you here is. Do you have any information as to whether Juice Wells had this conversation that he was intending to transfer with the staff, or is this something that they learned out learned about elsewhere and then had to contact him to try to figure out exactly what was going on? No, it was known. Um, okay, he, he communicated that. I mean, we would not have reported it based on social media or anything like that. You had to confirm uh, and all that good stuff, but it's. Uh, 
Yeah, it, 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 and I, it's not to say they're not trying to kind of hold him off. Like I said, he's not in the portal yet, <laughs> uh, and the portal doesn't open until Monday. Um, so maybe there's some discussion that happens through the weekend or whatever. But it was, it, it, this th- this was something that maybe decision wise they were a little blindsided by. Um, I don't want to say totally, uh, but uh, it was something that. Uh, you know, it was just something that, uh, you know, was communicated. And if you notice when he said he's coming back, yeah, it he was, never said back to South Carolina. Right. It was cryptic. Uh, and and, and that, his father always, mentioned the SEC but didn't say yeah. the Gamecocks. I want to add on to that too, JC, because just uh, about a week ago, Shane was asked about him. And, um, and for whatever reason, I misplaced the quote. I had it somewhere around here. But – uh, Shane was asked about him, and he said he was excited to learn that Juice posted on Twitter or wherever it was that he was uh, going to be returning. You know, look, uh, you've known Shane a long time. I've gotten to know him, know him a little bit over the last three years, but you don't have to get to know him to understand how he works. Right, guys? Uh, when Shane's excited about something, he's pretty giddy about it in front of the uh, screen. He'll, he'll mention, he's got some great news today. Uh, very excited about a player telling me he's coming back. Whatever the case may be, something seemed off in his statement about these. Every time he was asked about Juice Wells, there was some apprehension there. And you know, I don't know that he knew that Juice Wells was going to transfer or declare for the draft. Or I, let's put it this way: I'm not so sure that Shane knew that Juice Wells wouldn't be a part of the 24 football program. But I'm not convinced totally that he actually knew that he would be either just based on how he would answer some of those questions. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, you kind of read into it a little bit. It was it was a little weird, but, I mean, you know, you you talk to people around the program and, uh, you know, they were optimistic. Uh, I was told when he first uh, went out against Georgia, he'd probably come back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure where the breakdown was. Uh, with regards to that, uh, I, I, I just know that, uh, you know, this is the way it's definitely leaning hard, um, and, uh, and all that good stuff. So that's, uh, that's the bottom line there. What, what do we make of this is, although NIL is quote unquote public, you can do things now on top of the table that you could not do behind the table. Uh, you cannot, it is still illegal to say, well, I'm leaving here and going to blank because they're going to give me more money. So it's difficult for any fan base, South Carolina or anybody else out there, to trust the comments of any young man when he says, if he ever does say, if we hear from Juice Wells and he thanks South Carolina and says he's going for other opportunities and you hear rumors about he might want to go play for somebody that can win more or whatever, it's hard to put a lot of trust into those comments, JC, because there are so many things that do still actually happen under the table that you just cannot talk about publicly because if you do, you're outing yourself and you're outing the program that you're going to, and guess what? You can't play football. They will declare you ineligible because that is still cheating. Although NIL is legal, that technically is still cheating. So how do do we even, when you hear these comments that are made, uh, or you, 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 you know, this came from someone. Well, this guy talked to Juice, and he said he wants to go to a program. That's I'm not saying that's what he's saying. I'm saying these comments come from players all the time. They're going here for what reason? This, that, and the other. 
it's really difficult for anybody to trust any of those comments because at the end of the day, money matters, and that's been proven. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those. Uh, I mean, let's just say it, right? You can't. It's yeah, quite yeah, part out loud. Yeah, and you can't. Yeah, and they can't talk about it. You know, we can't talk about it, and we don't, uh, you know, but it, it's one of those unknown things. And here's the reason why. Okay, the NCAA is to blame for all of this. And, and I sure. sort of, on Big Spur today, I kind of compared them to an aging Marlon Brando or Elizabeth Taylor. Way past their prime and relevance, they just sit around the house and pontificate about their own glory, drink toddy toddies and, 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 and call old friends. And, you know, they're just basically worthless, right? They're not doing anything, okay? Nothing. Um, but what they do do is they, they have some people there that, they're, that are watching because they can't do anything about paying a kid a million dollars for a tweet. Right. They can't do anything about that. But they can sit there and um, – <laughs> and if, if you're tampering or if, if a kid does transfer, they can go bust you, you know, and if it's out in the open, that's what's going to happen. Now, it's funny because it's all link, link, nod, nod, and we wink, nod, nod, and nobody's going to sit there and investigate every program in the country because of it. I mean, no, there's, it's just, they don't have the resources. So, you know, they're just kind of sitting there going, oh, Lord, oh, I called up, let's call up, uh, Olivia de Havilland and talk about the good old days and what we could have done about this and all this good stuff and give me, a, you know, they got a long cigarette holder. I mean, they're, they're past their prime. I mean, it, that, that organization has gone from, and it was because they were stubborn. You know, it's because they could have, like back when the video, the Ed O'Bannon video, they could have said, all right, yeah, you're right. Let's just pay them a little bit for the video game. We'll, we'll, we'll handle the contract. We'll pay everybody this much money for it because, and we'll let them sell jerseys and, do their own YouTube channel and monetize their social media. But here's the regulations and we want to approve these deals and make sure they're legit and above board. And I don't think there's a court in America that would have sat there and said, no, nah, you can't, you can't, you can't, you, you got to pay them a million dollars for a tweet. Cause we do have a free market society and a capitalist society, but just about every business is regulated in some, 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 in some way. And a lot of it's ba- a lot of the regulations in our country are based on competitive balance, competition. We, we we're a country that loves competition, okay. And this skews it because you, you're getting money for nothing and your chicks for free. Chicks for free have been happening since the beginning of the time. Money for nothing hasn't in all cases. It, 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 hey, when the under the table of deals happen, you ain't leaving <laughs> or you ain't getting it. And it was not anywhere close to to the money that NIL pays out. So, you know, but it's the NCAA's fault. If you're looking for somebody to blame, don't blame Shane Beamer. Don't blame Juice Webb. Blame the NCAA, you know, for all the talk about how, you know, college sport, we're all for what's best for the student athlete. They sit on a throne of lies. I mean, because they're not ultimately. And and they sat there and defended. I mean, the funniest thing ever, guys, was – they were sitting there in the in the O'Bannon case, and you know they're like, "Well, we, we're worried about uh, brands having a, or companies having an undue influence on our student athletes." And they actually made this point. So the def- so the 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 other the plaintiffs pulled up a picture, I think, of of, of one of the men's basketball national championship uh, teams, and they're sitting there in front of a Nissan banner. <laughs> right. You mean like Nissan? <laughs> How much they pay you guys for that? You know, million, million and a half. I mean, you know, and look, uh, the, the fact that they've, <laughs> this shows you how clueless they are. 
So it's okay to do NIL, right? That's what they've said. But, oh, you can't give them any of the TV money. All right, well, television essentially is, what is television? It's an entertainment product, right? Fundamentally, that's what sports TV is, entertainment. We are entertained. The gladiator, are you entertained? You are, right? Who 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 are the players? Who who do we watch when we're watching that entertainment? We'll watch the coaches a little bit, the fans a little bit, sometimes the announcers, especially if Mike's calling a game. But while we're watching the players, so right, days of our lives, okay, longest running soap. I think I think I think it may have been canceled recently. Anyway, days of our lives. They're not not paying Marlena and John, right? Hell no. <laughs> they look about how much the cast of Seinfeld got. Right, and you're not going to not pay your actors and, and performers in, in, in any kind of entertainment. Does Patrick Davis go play for free anywhere? Not that I'm aware of. No, I mean, does Probably. Darius? I mean, does anybody? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know. So the television money um, is uh, is essentially what that is, and, and, and it's and it's it's the one thing everybody points to. Oh, look at all this TV money they're making. Okay, well. You know, name, image, and likeness is legal. So, so, so you're, 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 so, so, so the, the university can use their name, image, and likeness and not pay them a dime, but you're expecting everybody else to, and it's okay. Well, where that's a disconnect right there. Um, and that, that's another solution because here's what you can do you can't say you can't make X, you can't put a salary cap on outside NIL deals, but what you can do. Because I've done this before. Like when you do a commercial for Volkswagen, you sign a non-compete. And in that market, you can't do a, a, a Nissan commercial or a Datsun or a, a Chevrolet commercial or another brand. You're, 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 you're Volkswagens for two years. All you got to do is say, okay, we're going to give you this TV money. But it's going to be an exclusive NIL deal for two years. And then once you prove your worth... You can go get what you're worth on above on above and beyond that. But for, for these two years, your name, image, and likeness belongs to us because we're paying you. Right. And that's all you got to do. But nobody wants to hear that. So it's it's uh, it's insane. Contracts would uh, probably solve a lot of problems. But, again, you're right, JC. Nobody wants to hear that. We do need to step aside for a timeout. Uh, again, he's not officially in the portal, but uh, the news broken by this man here, JC Sherbert, is that that is where things are headed for juice wells we will continue to talk about that where do they go from there what's going on around the country and the rest of the portal and whom do we know at this point in time that the gamecocks are in on plus with an opening on monday is south carolina set to have a good week bad week rough week what's it going to be we'll hint on some of that as well mike morgan is ahead don't go anywhere we are built by the barndo co and served by chicken cock whiskey Inside the Gamecocks, the show, part of the Chief Sports Network. We'll be right back. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. 
Magnum, Velotric, Aventon Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Not today, sweetie. One heart's breaking while another one is mending. It's all in the ebb and flow. If I had to, I could go it alone. But because you've become my home. These windows could shut into the ground. These walls could fall right down. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look in the five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be on your own front door I'm sure this Christmas season many of you would like to wrap Juice Wells up in a little present and put him under a Gamecock tree and make sure he's back in 2024. Welcome back inside the Gamecocks, the show today brought to you in part by our friends at Gamecock Traditions, GamecockTraditions.com to shop this holiday season. But if, of course, if you're in the Midlands, you can always head over to the store in Lexington. Gamecock Traditions, proud partners of us here on Inside the Gamecocks and, of course, part of the Chief Sports Network. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> It, it, it's a kind of an emotional time for fans, clearly, as well, with, with Juice Wells. If this was a player uh, who really didn't play much, then it wouldn't matter, clearly. Uh, he's a really good player, and that's what's going to get people very, very excited over this situation. At the same time, you, this really – this is all building up. This is a built-up frustration right now, JC, if you are 
a fan of the University of South Carolina's football program. And let's go back to August uh, when we first learned that Juice had sustained some sort of injury, uh, but uh, nobody really knew what it was. And it was kind of just a, well, we'll just wait and see. He's trying to get there. He's trying to get there. He's trying to get there. And that's all you heard for a while. He gets in the game at Georgia. He catches one pass. He scores uh, after he had kind of tried to fight it out the first couple of games of the season. And then he got hurt again, and he went down. But, again, South Carolina fans who were watching and trying to figure out, will we see this young man again here in 2023? Uh, You know, everybody's working under this assumption that he had come back just for one final year, of course, before he went off to the to the NFL, uh, you, you continued to learn that he was working through all these things and he was trying to get there. And then when Coach Beamer would speak about him, uh, it was, hey, look, you know, he feels like he's close. He feels like he's close. He, Coach Beamer mentioned things like headspace, trying to get him mentally ready to play and all these things. And, and then you fast forward and then you get this statement on uh, Twitter from Juice Wells saying, hey, look, uh, I'm not just sitting out. I plan on playing again next year. And then I believe his father at some point in time posted on Facebook, he's going to be tearing up the SEC next year. And now we get this information that you've reported this morning, and it's easy to understand why people would be frustrated. Had Juice Wells played the entire year and then said, well, I'm transferring to wherever, people would obviously still have a ton of frustration. There's no doubt about that. They'd be frustrated with the system, and they'd be frustrated with where we are in the system. Can we compete? Can we not? And all those type things, and I get that. I think, though, that a lot of – this is my personal belief. A lot of the frustration that's built up in this, guys, is that Juice Wells has been sitting on NIL deals for a few months. And, look, if he's watching this, I'm not accusing this young man of doing anything. I'm just purely speaking on what people have said to me. That's all I'm saying here, Uh, that he's been sitting on NIL deals – He has been helped tremendously by Park Avenue, by those who fund Park Avenue, and by the University of South Carolina, the Garnet Trust, and and so on and so forth. We've been led to believe that he's probably at least had a chance to get back in there and play and try to help Carolina get to bowl eligibility, and he hadn't done it. And so I think that there's a lot of people in this fan base who, again, I can't prove any of this, and I'm not attempting to, but I think that that's where a lot of this narrative is going to be built in, uh, like, hey, you know, we feel used here. We feel used. Is that fair or not fair? Yeah. It's fair to feel that way. I just just don't overreact about it because, it, like, some people are like, well, why should I even care about NIL if this is going to happen? Look, it's one guy, okay? If you look around the country, number one, you know, nobody is allowed. You cannot sign a guy to an NIL deal. And if he gets hurt, you take it away from him. That's one of those things that Elizabeth Taylor and Marlon Brando, aging as they are, will pop you on bad because that's pay for play. Mm-hmm. You can require them to be a student athlete. So once he hits the portal, he's not getting a, another dime and probably won't. Um, you can require they don't get in trouble and you know they because they got to represent brands and stuff like that. But didn't get in trouble. He, I mean, he just simply elected not to play. So this is going to happen. And, you know, other schools, they've spent money on guys that, that, that got hurt and then went on, moved on or whatever. I mean, it's happened. Um, there is no loyalty, like like people said. I mean, but but that's the world of college football. 
that has nothing to do with Shane Beamer or Ray Tanner or, or Carolina Rise or Garnet Trust or, you know, the need for fans to continue to support it. Because, you know, if you don't, you know, th- then you're never going to, I mean, you're, you're going to be like Vanderbilt and everybody they get uh, as, as thin as they are, the first thing they're going to jump in the portal because there's absolutely no opportunity there. You know, you're going to, you are going to become our, uh, you know, a farm, farm team, <laughs> you know, you want to, and, and here's the shame of it, you know, and this is why people don't need to attack the NIL efforts here. Okay. This is why people don't need to get this. It's so much better than last season. Okay. Last season, there are a lot more resources for South Carolina to have in place for transfer portal players this year than at any point last year. Okay. Why in the world would you try to just like stop giving or give up or all that right now? I mean, you know, because you think it's going to be the same as last year. Well, it's not because there's more resources, you know, I mean, that's the, that's the issue. That's what I would encourage everybody to do. Of course, you're going to feel used and upset. Everybody should, but you know what? It's going to happen again. Right. And again, I, and again. I, I don't, I don't think, I think JC, it really, at the end of the day, and this is not to discourage the efforts of NIL. So that's not what I'm getting at here. I don't think there will ever be enough money. Period. The end. And I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about South Carolina. I'm talking about in general. Period. The end. Because you just said something a little while ago. You're worth what somebody's willing to pay for you, right? If that's what it comes down to from a financial standpoint, okay? South Carolina could have $100 million in the bank in NIL, and they could say, Juice, we're giving you $10 million. If there's another team out there that wants him for $15 million, he's gone. There's also the other side of that coin. I just don't want to be here anymore, and for whatever reason that may be. So I'm not so sure that, you know, you're always going to have the same type of scenario. I think we – it's hard to want to comprehend this. It's hard to understand it because we all grew up in an, in an era while there were things, uh, you know, like the transfer portal where you, you'd have to sit for a year and and everybody was getting paid under the table and all this type of stuff. We still grew up in an era that we largely view, viewed as a loyal era because when you committed to play for a school, the large majority of those kids were going to be there for at least three years. And in other sports, longer. You do not have that anymore. At all. We have kids committing and signing with schools and then leaving before they ever even play the first game of their freshman season. That's gone. And so you say this all the time. I agree with it. I don't like it. I think it's I think it's insane, but it's right. It's correct. That this this is just a whole new world. We've opened up a whole new can. It's a whole new box. There are no regulations. There is no loyalty. There's none of that. And, you know, on the flip side of it, from an NIL standpoint, I understand both sides of this thing. I understand the side of J.C. Sherbert uh, and Carolina Rise and Park Avenue and the University of South Carolina and the Garnet Trust and all of those that give to NIL and saying, this is why we need more money, if that's really what this comes down to, if it's a money thing, okay? If that's what this is coming down to, I understand that side. You know what? Here's the other thing. I also understand the other side. Of John Smith, who says, and I don't know who John Smith is. I made that name up. But if your name is John Smith, I'm not calling you out directly. But if John Smith says, 
This is why I don't give one penny because I don't know where my money's going and I don't know that I'm going to get any return in my investment. And I'll continue to buy my season tickets because I know when I pay for my season tickets, they're not going to take my my seats away. When I walk into the ballpark, they're going to be there. I get to go sit in there and watch football. So that's why I'm not going to give to this. I'm giving to this for my own entertainment or my own satisfaction, whatever it is. I see both sides of this, JC. I don't think we'll always continue to grow NIL as more people learn about it, and I hope that we do. But I don't think there's ever going to be a a point in time where everybody is just going to come together in one big kumbaya moment when it comes to name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal in this world that we live in right now and understand that you know everybody's just going to be on the same page. I don't see that happening because of situations like this. If you gave a bunch of money last year, like so let's, let's say specifically, some donor in wherever said, here's X number of dollars to help keep this guy in school. And then he, he didn't even play, took the money, and then left – why would you ever want to give another penny again? So there's a trust factor here that just does not exist, and I understand why some people don't want any part of that, but I also understand the other side of it absolutely 100% as to why you need more to prevent things like this from happening, again, if it is a money-related situation. Yeah, and uh, you know nobody's saying South Carolina's Vanderbilt, by the way. Um, look, I, I'll say this about you specifically. As upset as the fan base at large is right now, there's probably one or two guys out there or gals or people that facilitated, you know, things for juice that are probably livid. Oh, I could only imagine. Honestly. If you you to stroke checks like that, there's a reason why you're you're well off is because you know, you, you value your money, you know what to do with it. And so those people, yeah, they're probably pretty mad. But look, there's nothing you can do. I mean, there's nothing you can do about him getting hurt. You know, I, I think as far as retention goes, there's a lot that goes into all that. I think you got to look at it year by year too. I mean, we do have free agency. They talk about it being free. It is free agency. It's come. And, and I'll say this, Jamie. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow back on you a little bit about this. Sure. There's never going to be enough money. Sure, in, in the in the dollars to dollars comparison to other schools, but I'm gonna tell you this right now: the schools that that are, you know, really putting out the cheddar. Uh, and I'm not talking about Florida State. Florida State's got a nice thing going because their athletic department's broke. Uh, but what they did do is get their fans together, and they have a nice thing going. And nothing they don't have any kind of NIL situation at Florida State that cannot be achievable at South Carolina money wise. But they know who to go target. They go, they do good evaluations in the portal. They get guys that want to be there, and they blend them in as good as anybody. There's no reason South Carolina can't do exactly what they've done, right? Because I know how much money they got rolling down there, and I know how much Jaheim got, and I know how much Gilbert got, and everybody, right? right? But Texas A&M, Southern Cal, Miami, <laughs> endless amounts of money for NIL, right? Yeah. Well, one went seven and five and refuses to play defense. Why do you think all those really good players refuse to play defense? You know why? Because they don't have to play defense. Why would I do yeah. that? I'm rolling around LA in a Maserati. I'm just, I'm living like entourage. Why am I going to tackle this guy from Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Miami. 
I got Sal. I'm rolling through here like Miami Vice, you know. A and M. We have seen that, and the seventy-five million dollar man got canned. And I guarantee you that budget went down after year one. <laughs> South Carolina. It's not. It's not. It's like Braveheart. You don't have to. You don't have to beat them. You just have to fight them, right? You have to. You can't go to battle with sticks and stones when they have swords. You got to get a sword of your own. Yeah, your sword may not be as nice and as good, but that's when it comes into things like coaching and development and support and being smart with things and playing a little money ball. In South Carolina, if they can get the NIL thing to a reasonable amount, something a lot like Florida State, okay? Florida State's about to go to the playoff. And they went for five and seven and losing to their rival with a bowl on the line and a bad version of their rival's team two years ago to 12-0 and, and and heading towards an ACC championship in the playoff because of what they did in the portal, okay? I'm not talking about A&M money or Texas money. Those guys, let them pay. How many games Texas almost lose this year to Kansas State? How much NL money do you think Kansas State has? Very little, okay? Yeah, not so, so you, right. But, but, but you got to, but, I'm telling people the situation South Carolina's in right now is you don't have a sword, you know, so you still got to work toward it. So it's very counterproductive to just give up before you get your sword, you know, and I guarantee you, man, that maybe it's not a sword this year, but there's, instead of sticks and stones, there's a dagger, you know, so it's getting there. Uh, and, and, and don't lose sight of that. That's the thing. Don't lose sight of that. Cause juice Wells wants to go chase a bag and, and, and got hurt and collected his check. That's good. Hey, that's going to happen sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. It's how you replace them, and, and it's, how, it's how you can keep a roster competitive year to year in our new environment and to try to tear everything down. And, and I mean, you, uh, like I said earlier today on Big Spur, you don't burn down the house because there's a pile of dog shit in the yard. You know? And that's what this is. It's just a pile of dog shit. But you don't need to burn down the house because it's not done yet. Well, and the flip side of that, too, is that, look, you, you – we've already begun crazy season and, and it's going to get crazier as we all well know. Bo Collins is, is entering the portal at Clemson, North Carolina state's future quarterback has entered the portal. Riley Leonard has entered the portal. Max Johnson entered the portal. I think he's going to uh, NC state or somewhere. I'm not sure. So you got the quarterback carousel already beginning to spin. You're going to have other big name players that are going to enter the portal. Um, the other, the other news is that, or uh, I'm sorry, not the other news, the other side of this as well, JC, is that look when Juice Wells committed here from James Madison, he had a he had a nice stat line, but it was at James Madison. And there while there were some who were excited about this young man, it was nowhere near the reaction that this moment is getting. Thousands and thousands and thousands of Gamecock fans frustrated that this kid, who two years ago had an all American type season, two seasons ago, I should say. All of a sudden, is just going to up and pack up and go somewhere else and play his final year of college football if he can stay healthy. You did not have this reaction of excitement when he committed to the Gamecocks, did we? We did. Nobody wow. did. It was he was a nice pickup, but nobody knew what Juice Wells was going to turn into. Most importantly, what Juice Wells was going to turn into at the end of the year last year in the Tennessee game and in the Clemson game. That made Juice Wells the Gamecock savior in those two games combined, right? So yeah. when, when, so I guess what I'm getting at here is 
Who's to say that there's not another wide receiver out there that's going to come in and do exactly what Juice Wells did? Maybe the young man at FIU who's a very talented kid. I understand that the Gamecocks are involved in him. Maybe it's somebody who hasn't entered the portal yet. I have no idea what the answer is. But Juice Wells was not a guy who two years ago, this reaction of disappointment was a reaction of excitement for when he committed to the Gamecock, like when Spencer Rattler committed. The place blew up. The, the, the roof caved in, fell off the building, so to speak. Spencer Rattlers at South Carolina. That was not the reaction you got when Juice Wells came here. Juice Wells had to, to, to create that for himself. And you're hoping this go around in the portal, as you just previously mentioned, with more resources, that that next guy is out there, amongst others that they'll need to bring in as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, somebody in the chat box said they'll never compete in NIL. That's not true. That's not true at all. I mean, it's not. It's a process to get there. Uh, and, and, you know, I know what happened last year, but I also know South Carolina's in a hell of a lot better shape NIL-wise than they were last year. Uh, last year was tough. I, I, I'm not going to – and I think a lot of people kind of got caught with their pants down and they did what they could to salvage a hunk of the roster, um, you know, and kind of got blindsided by, frankly, uh, three kids at least that were making money. You know, that they didn't think there was any problem with. And then one kid that they just wouldn't pay what, what they wanted to pay, you know, and, and, and rightfully so. He didn't he didn't do much this year. Uh, and it's unfortunate, and I get it. And it's it's a hard argument when you sit there and you see Lloyd having a good year out there in the land of no defense. I'll remind everyone of that. Uh, and Jordan Birch killing it at Oregon. Uh, and, you know, Jaheim Bell certainly had a Jaheim Bell type year for Florida State. I mean, and they're winning. So it's hard. I know. I get it. But last year was last year. This is this year. Okay. Whatever. You know, I know there's rumors out there. Other people, well, well so what? So what? You got to replace them, you know? Right. And, and, and and there's guys, that, the portal works both ways. So chill out. Understand that, uh, you know, you can replace guys. Uh, there's not a single, I mean, you know, uh, I think there was one. You know, one there's one particular guy on the roster that I I thought you cannot lose, and I'd be shocked if they lost him. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else, you know, maybe. Uh, I would say after him, probably some 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 guys that you guys probably don't even think are any good on the O line that are young. You probably don't want to lose those guys. After that, you know. Uh, well, and, and, but I'll I'll say this too though, man. Like if. Phil, I, Phil, Phil's been so good at just kind of facilitating here today with uh, all the, you know. Oh, that's all right. Listen, I, I didn't break any news. I mean, I, I've got I, thoughts, I, but, you know. Well, <laughs> well we want to get those Some of them are like emotional fan reaction, though, you know. It's like you kind of have to subdue that. we got to balance ourselves out here. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm a big picture guy. I'm a, you know, look, this, this program, Jason, this is my opinion. Okay. It can't rebuild itself every year, or it's always going to be mediocre at best. Like, it has to have some sort of system with some sort of depth in it. And and you pointed out earlier, you wouldn't take K.J. Jefferson. Uh, now, there's a financial side to this. Of course, I wouldn't pay a bunch of money to take K.J. Jefferson. No. no but, he didn't but, want to come for, for, for a lot peanuts, less. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and that's what that's where I'm at because those are it's the same conversation, but there's two sides of the coin, right? You you've got the one side of we can't give this guy all of our money, and then you got the other side of 
but we need competition regardless of the fact that Lenora Sellers is going to be here or Joe Namath or Brett Favre or anybody else. It doesn't matter. This is the University of South Carolina, and what we've found in the last few years in this new era of college football, that the transfer portal, if you don't hammer it home, it, it beats you bad, and injuries beat you because you don't have enough depth. And so they have to do whatever they can to keep competition at every single position on the field, period. The end. I don't care who returns. I don't care if Juice Wells and Xavier Leggett were going to return next year and Marvin Harrison Jr. says, I want to come in. You take him. You take him. And you tell everybody it's about the name on the front. I have to recruit over you. I have to recruit every – I love all of you, and I love your parents, and I love your sisters and your brothers and your aunts and your uncles, everybody involved. But in this day and age, I have to recruit over all of you. Because I hate to tell you this, I can't trust any of you. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a fact. It is, period. And so, like, I, 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 I hear the emotion of fans going, yes, you just have to go get the next guy. But when you bring the next guy in, what if he just ups and leaves again? So, like, you're right. And I'm not disagreeing with you, JC. Like, I 100% agree with you. I, I, like, that's what you have to do. You do have to go get the next guy. But I understand why people are just like, are we really doing this every single year? This program is not Alabama. It can't sustain itself doing this every single year. So I get the fear of fans who don't want to go through this BS every single season. It makes all the sense in the world to me. And I know it makes sense to you and and both of you. It just is where we are, and I don't know how you stop that roller coaster from continuing to go in the same circle without hitting a break on it. Yeah, well, I mean you're, you're changing the landscape of college football. Yeah, I mean you're not, you're you're going to start seeing stabs, you know, stocking themselves up with talent evaluators who do nothing but watch FCS and lower FBS teams so that they can figure out who they want to attack in the portal because they know. The, the landed gentry, if you will, that lives inside of college football with all the money and, and all endless resources that they have are, you know, could come in there and poach these kids from you. That's the scary part about this is that, you know, you you want to compete with these teams. But if you don't have a system of funding in place or are behind, then you're at risk. I mean, there's no two ways about it, and you're going to end up having to do. I think South Carolina has been, you know, okay and doing well with the current situation that they were in last year. And JC's right; there are more resources this year, so you can go out and get better players. It's like, but the you better ca- damn well evaluate pretty good. Yeah, it's, 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 a sal- it's like the salary cap and foot in. NIL funds operate similarly to a salary cap in in pro sports. Mm-hmm. So, who who would you guys? I, I'm not going to get into who was making what, but who would you guys think were the two highest paid NIL guys this past year? Uh, Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells. I think you're probably accurate, JB. Yeah, you know, because right. some of these guys didn't get. So y'all, y'all be shocked how much Xavier Leggett was getting before the middle of the year. I mean, yeah, right. right. And he, he went out and got the trading card deals and uh-huh. they well taken care of. But I mean, uh, that's that's a that's pretty significant. That's a, I mean, the, the salary. You know, it's the thing, and, and it sucks because I'm not a pro sports guy. I, I, I do love baseball's hot stove league and then followed it some and. NFL free agency, you know, since the Bears are, 
you know, always in need of players that a little and you know, basketball I could care less because after LeBron sat there at the YMCA and said he was going to South Beach, I just lost all hope about that ever being what I would call a team sport. But uh maybe we got to start adapting that mindset, man. I mean, and it's, it's hard to report on too, because I can't sit there and tell you what the cap is because you know what, the minute I start talking about the cap here, another school's going to go, well, that's what their cap. That's what, that's what their cap is there. They can't pay you. And then the kids are never even going to visit. So you have to kind of, uh, you know, and, and then South Carolina could do that to other schools too. I mean, it, it works both ways, but you, you know, and without some kind of uniform, and look, everybody wants to have a uniform salary cap. I get it. Well, you know what? The only way that's happening is that the NCAA goes away and the power four or whatever breaks off into an NFL-style league where they can set rules for the individual programs. It's optional. You can remain in the NCAA if you want. You'd almost have to privatize the teams. You know, The teams have to be like affiliated with the university but not – controlled you probably have to do away with scholarships i mean there's a lot of red tape you'd have to get to to where okay these guys they're football players that work for the school and they essentially act like or they work for the football program and the football program essentially is a private organization that raises funds for the school kind of i mean you, you it would get very very complicated and it wouldn't be college football anymore the brands and the names would be there it would be semi-pro football Right. Uh, and that's, but that's the only way you're, you're going to get to the point where, you know, you, you can limit it unless, like I said earlier, they start deciding, well, the, the loophole in all this is it's a, it's a, uh, it's a exclusive deal. Um, and no, they can't institute a salary cap. I don't know where the hell you get that information from HAM too, but that's the last thing I'm saying to you today. And one more piece of nonsense out of you and I'm getting filled to ban you. I just can't handle it. Huh. Uh, I'm trying to stay away from some of this crap in the chat box, but that's right, that's some right. of what you say is so wrong and moronic. I, I, it, it distracts me, and I have a job to do today. We're going to be above the influence today is how we're playing this, right? We've, yep. we've got to hit a timeout. Mike Morgan will be joining us uh, coming up for the rest of the show as well. The Golden Tones, get his thoughts on this and much more. Uh, we do have some basketball stuff to get into today as well, but clearly – we understand what the topic is, and that is the transfer portal, a big name, and maybe additional names. Actually, I'll just tell you, there will be additional names coming soon uh, from the University of South Carolina, and we'll find out soon when they jump in. But you get, you need something real quick, JC? No, I'm sure. Oh, okay. my, my phone obviously is blowing yeah. up. I yeah. <laughs> get it from Google. No, the NCAA could not limit name, image, and likeness as it is now. If they wanted to institute salaries, yeah, absolutely. Sure, yeah, they can do that. But yeah, you want to get collective bargaining, all that. But you can't limit because name, image, likeness is not supposed to be about salaries. It's supposed to be about name, image, and likeness. So you well, the, the NCAA actually remember they passed off the NIL, so they have nothing to do with it. So they I know. can't do anything yeah, they, about yeah, it. They're like, oh, you guys, yeah, every man for themselves. Yeah, let's create the Wild West. <laughs> we will continue the conversation when we return. Hang tight inside the Gamecocks' the show. Built by the Barndo Co. and always live from the Sinorama Studios. We'll be right back. 
Hey folks, it's JB, and as we all know, it's football season. My favorite place to shop for myself and the family is Gamecock Traditions in Lexington. They have the widest selection of Gamecocks attire, plus all the cool accessories for tailgating, cooking, kids, shoes, hats, and so much more. Most importantly for me, you can order online at GamecockTraditions.com, and it's shipped timely to your door. I've been shopping here for years, and I hope you will too. Order online right now on the Chief Sports app. Go Gamecocks. Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're on Medicare currently or approaching eligibility, it's time to enroll in a Medicare plan that meets your needs. Palmetto Medicare is here to help you through the process. Palmetto Medicare's owner, Brian Spencer, and his team of experts are here to assist you. Learn about the benefits and enroll in the plan that will cover as many of your medical costs as possible. Some of the advantages of Medicare health plans may include variety of plan choices, increased benefits, lower premiums, and more. Give Palmetto Medicare a call to discuss your insurance and help get the exact coverage for your needs today. Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet style. In seconds, they're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. Nana'sPorch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 336-259-7550. South Carolinians, this message is for you, as well as for people in Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. If you think you may need work done to your roof or a new roof altogether, there's one simple name to remember, Elite Roofing and Restoration. South Carolina native Jeremy Johnson has been helping people in the South make sure they have the very best people checking on and building new roofs for over 25 years. Fully licensed, bonded, and insured. They provide the best service possible. Call or email today, 678-781-1998. That's 678-781-1998. Or you can go to Elite Roofing. GA.com. Schedule a no-hassle free inspection today. Wind damage, hail damage, or just wear and tear. Don't settle for second best. Let Jeremy Johnson and Elite Roofing and Restoration take care of it all for you today.
G's Carolina Barbecue presents the national anthem at noon every day here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Welcome back, built by the Barndoco, JC, JB, myself, JB, JC, JB, Mad Dog, and Mike. That's right. That's what it is. I couldn't figure out who the hell was on this show anymore. Uh, here until 2 o'clock, Mike Morgan, of course, in the Power Hour. And we are glad to have all of you. A reminder, it is the holiday season and in the Chief Sports app, for those of you that may be tuning in for the first time, please download the Chief Sports app so you can watch us every day and listen to us, including J.C. and Morgan, Sports Talk here in South Carolina and others, and soon to be many others as part of the Chief uh, Sports Network. But the Holidays button, if you live in the state of South Carolina or somewhere else, the Holidays button has some of our great clients and their incredible products in there, like Rescues and Resin and their custom-made wood and resin products that you can have made or just purchase those that are already made this holiday season right there in that holidays tab. And of course, uh, check on all of our partners as well. They do tremendous work and we can't do what we do without them. So thank you all for downloading the chief sports app where you can keep us in your hip pocket and watch and listen to us wherever you go. Mike, obviously you've gotten the news. Juice Wells is expected to enter the transfer portal and depart the South Carolina football program. Once a transfer himself to the South Carolina football program, Uh, from James Madison, but uh, one of the things that we were kind of discussing prior to break and the anthem is that when Juice Wells arrived here, there wasn't the fanfare that you had for Spencer Rattler, and there certainly wasn't the reaction in the way in which we're seeing now about him maybe leaving the program after we've seen the results in which he has uh, distributed while being on the field. Uh, He was just a kid from James Madison who'd had a nice little career up there, and we'll see how he translates to the SEC. So with the transfer portal, you would like to think that maybe there's another 1,000-yard receiver out there like Juice Wells who could come in and make something special happen. But certainly, fans, uh, when you wake up and you get the news that guys like J.C. broke this morning, it's hard to comprehend when your football team finishes just 5-7 and seven less than a week ago after losing uh, to your rival. It's, a, it's an emotional time when you were hoping to see that kid on the field all year as well. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Um, I, I caught a little bit of your uh, uh, conversation before I, I signed on, and I, I saw JC breaking the news on on Juice. Um, and I understand the both surprise level of surprise and disappointment and frustration, and in some cases even anger. And unfortunately, this is just kind of where we are now um, in in college athletics. I used to, as you know, guys, I, I, I love college football and pro football. Um, college has always been kind of my number one love. Um, been following college football since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, to use a southern <laughs> expression. Um, and, you know, I, 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 could, I could go on through the whole lineage of that. But I've also always been an NFL guy, and I'm, for, I'm fortunate that I get to, to broadcast both now. Um, and but, but when I used to talk about this, I'd have a lot of people call my show, uh, particularly back in Columbia. The thing, the thing about the NFL, Mike, is that it's just it's all about the money. I just can't get into it. It's all about the money. College kids, I mean, they're doing it for the love of the game and their university. I, that's why I just could never be an NFL fan. It's all about the money. College football is becoming all about the money. And what you're looking at, you can call it the portal. It's free right. agency. Exactly. It's it's flat out free agency. Uh, I was with, talking to with one caveat. Yeah, without contracts. 
Well, I was just going to say, you don't have to honor anything. So, I mean, Juice Wells, as he's been, you know, living the life of an injured college athlete at a big-time university, probably was getting, uh, you know, terrific what we call PT, physical therapy every day, and was hanging around, eating three square meals a day. Uh, this is not the era of, they can't even afford a pizza. Uh, they, they eat whatever the hell they want. They eat better than any other college kid. They live well. They don't pay for a damn thing. And then, of course, a guy like, like Juice was getting, uh, I don't know how much, JC could probably speak to it, but a, a fair amount of NIO money. And not as not as much has been speculated, but uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, whatever. I'm I mean, guessing uh, six above, six above, figures. For, uh, yeah. North okay, above. so that's a hell of a lot of money for a college kid. <laughs> so and then and obviously Juice was going to be one of the focal points of this offense in 2024, just as he was in 2022 when he was healthy. But as I look at it, um, I, I'll go back to this analogy. Uh, I've told the story. JC loves stories about my my crazy dating life before I got married. Uh, dated a girl, and and uh, she had been cheated on a lot, the guy that she dated before. And so she felt it was okay to just act like a yes, story time with Uncle Mike. Different kind of story. Uh, different kind of story. Still. But but still a story. No, I'm with you, Phil. Good 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 job there on, a, on the quick trigger. Uh, and, and she thought it because she had been hurt that it was justifiable to, you know, just act like a crazy person and check social media every 10 minutes. Who liked that picture? Who, who is she? Who's that sideline reporter you worked with? And I dealt with that uh, for a while before I finally had to say, you know what? You don't have a monopoly on getting cheated on or being done wrong by a significant other. Well, here's the thing with South Carolina football as I bring it back. Gamecock fans, I'm here to tell you, um, get rid of the woe is me because you don't have a monopoly on getting screwed over, if you want to put it that way, on kids that you gave a lot to that are just going to say, yeah, I'm out. See you. Peace out. Uh, as I look at the transfer portal, and we'll talk more about this later in the drive around the SEC, and I'm looking at some of the names. I mean, these aren't kids. It's not like the old days where a kid that just thought he should be getting more playing time decided to, to leave before they called it the portal. These are like high-level, productive guys. I mean, in the SEC alone, you think you think Arkansas fans don't want K.J. Jefferson to stay? You think Mississippi State, you think Jeff Levy doesn't want Will Rogers to stay at quarterback? And and those are, those are great situations for both those kids. Like, they both put up numbers. They both got paid. They both – but at the end of the day – all those guys are doing is, my cousin used to use this term, a BBD. They're looking for a bigger, better deal. Bigger, better deal. And the bigger, better deal comes down to one thing, and that's money. In, in 90% plus of these cases, it's, it's about money. It's not because they didn't get along with the coaching staff. It's not because they didn't like the fan base. It's not because of the offense or the defensive scheme. It's dough. And... You've got guys leaving programs like Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got an offensive lineman in the portal right now. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke is in the portal right now. Quarterback at Miami. It's a guy that was projected to be a first-round draft pick a couple uh, of years ago. Sam Hartman, you know, was lighting it up at, at Wake. And you say, well, Wake. But he was getting paid at Wake. He just wasn't getting paid as much as he got to go to Notre Dame. So I say all that to just say this is where we are. It's happening to everybody in college football, 
and it's going to continue to happen to your favorite school and your favorite program, and it's, sometimes it's not going to make sense, and it's, it's not going to feel fair, and you're going to feel a little bit jolted, like, who the hell are We were good to you. What are you doing? Um, doesn't matter. Uh, they're all looking for the BBD, the bigger, better deal, and unfortunately, in many cases, that's what they wind up getting. Yeah, I th- <clears throat> you've got a lot of good stuff in there, and I agree with that. I, I, I think that we, um, and we've, of course, discussed this at length thus far today, and, and we've discussed it at, at really ever since the transfer portal and NIL became a thing. Um, you know, it, it is, it just is, it is what it is. And people, people hate hearing, I hate hearing that. I hate hearing that. Um, and, you know, I think too, and I mentioned this earlier, I understand, I understand fans and I understand where they're coming from, Mike. And I understand where they're coming from when they're fans at, at Alabama and at Georgia. And I understand where they're coming from at a, at a place like South Carolina, uh, at a place like Mississippi State, at a place like um, Kentucky, uh, in the ACC, at a place like Wake Forest. Like, I think that fans, and hear me out, and I don't, I don't want this to sound like I'm, you know, you know, jumping off a cliff here. That's not what I'm saying. But we hear about the haves and the have-nots, right? Everybody talks about the haves and the have-nots. We've, mm-hmm. This has been forever. This isn't new. I think that fans of blue-collar, middle-class programs who occasionally have that chance to, you know, crack up there into that upper echelon, if we all oh, get the right coach, if we get the right quarterback. By the way, DJ Uli Ungalule is back in the portal. Yeah, saw that. Um, but if we get the right coach, if we get the, the the right quarterback or both, we got a chance to build something special. Once we get it there, maybe we can sustain it. I think that there is a – first of all, a lot of people are losing what they grew up with, which is that attachment to their favorite players. That is that yeah. attachment to the commitment to the – these kids committed to the program that they are committed to. You, you know, being able to feel that player and feel that coach who who would last there as long as you've been there. they're losing that there's a freak out of that and i get it i don't like losing that i think the other side of it what i was going to say is these a lot of blue collar fan bases feel like especially at the power five level that they're actually getting closer to the top tier or the upper echelon tier of the group of five than they are to the top tier of the power five like if you're south carolina or wake or, I don't know, NC State or Mississippi State, my God, if this continues to happen every year, we're going to be closer to to App State and we're going to be closer to Southern Miss and we're going to be closer to Coastal Carolina than we're ever going to be to Georgia and Tennessee and Alabama and Oklahoma and all these teams that are actually in the conference that we play in. And I, I, think, it's, I think it's fair for me to say that because these <laughs> – it's such a Mike. You've been in college football for twenty five years or more. It is such a fine line in, in in being able to take that next step and literally falling off the face of the earth. And when you fall off the face of the earth, we all know how hard it is to get back up there in college football. Well, I would just say. I don't think Carolina is anywhere close to falling off the face of the earth. I, oh, I, I know that. I know that's that. not what you're saying. I, I know I'm that's saying, not what you're saying. Yeah, I understand the but, frustration the fan bases when these types. Yeah, of some fans. Yeah. Some, some, sure, sure, but some fans might 
interpret that as as sky is falling. Oh my goodness, are we going to be left even further behind? I don't think that's the case. Now I've talked about I've talked about this for years. Some of the financial challenges that face Carolina compared to other SEC schools. You know, you don't have an Atlanta like Georgia does. You don't have a Nashville like Tennessee does. Uh, you, if you're Florida, you've got multiple major market cities and commerce that you can tap into. Uh, Texas A&M's got oil money. LSU's got New Orleans and some really big donors over there. And Ole Miss seems to. So you're, this, this is what you're up against within your own league. But I think Carolina's come a long, long way. I mean, for for a long time, the the kind of the scuttlebutt behind the scenes, and I heard more than a few people around the league talk about it when you had athletic directors like Mike McGee and Eric Hyman is that South Carolina is just cheap. I mean, they're, they're sitting there counting pennies when everybody else is, you know, throwing out dollar bills and, and then some. That's not the case anymore. I mean, Carolina is more than doing everything they can. And JC knows this as well as anybody. I mean, he's there on the front lines, I guess. You, you, the, everything is being done right to get money in the coffers to be a player in NIL. Um, but you, there's no question you're going up against some heavyweights financially. You, you really are, and, and you just have to keep doing your best to, to stay afloat. I get it. And, you know, but I'll remind everybody, too, <clears throat> largely because of doing good things in the portal, uh, Ole Miss and Missouri were a combined 20 and four this year. That's exactly right. right. There yeah, you go. That's exactly right. So, I mean, those schools, I mean, Missouri has a, a nice thing going with their state law, and certainly they have support. But, I mean, Ole Miss's right. fan base is uh, very similar to South, smaller than South Carolina's. It's a smaller state. It's it's about, gosh, less 40% the size. And you share a lot the of this. Well, it's just a lot a of this, JC. It's a lot of lawyers. Same thing as South Carolina. A lot of lawyers. Yeah, I, I mean, I the thing the the numbers aren't made public, so I I I couldn't sit here and tell you. I don't know if anybody can, you know, like what is the the salary cap of Carolina versus Ole Miss? Oh, I, Ole Miss I like is the, better. They're ahead right now. They're ahead. I mean, that's what but, I've been told. But, but they're, I'm they're, talking about like basic base base resources. In other words, you're not going to sit there, Mike, with A and M and go. Oh, South Carolina could just raise more than A and M. Right, it's not, no, never no. going to happen. No, no. But I, I'm also the opinion you don't have to. It's like Braveheart. You don't have to. If you don't have to beat them, you just have to fight them. Totally agree. And, and, and you, you can go in with a with a. You just have to have swords. And right now, South Carolina, they maybe have a dagger this year. They had sticks and stones last year to go fight the, the English. You know, but <laughs> you know, but you, you got to do that, and then you got to outsmart them. Because I'll tell you this right now, Alabama and Georgia are not, not, not throwing out the cheddar like paying guys millions. They're not. I trust me. I know a bunch of people involved with those two schools. They have a great system. They kind of share the wealth. Everybody's happy, and they go to work and and play ball. Now you got two great coaches there, and they're very popular schools that almost recruit themselves. But that systems that 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 system works. They still lose guys to the portal. Kirby doesn't care. Saban doesn't care. But they just replace you know them. yeah. But you yeah. you don't need this uh, top heavy. Kind of where you're you're going out and paying million, not in, not in the sport of football. No, you're right. And what's, are, keep in mind, football's developmental too. And, sure, and these schools that actually are. Look at what happened to Jimbo. Look at what happened at Southern Cal this year. You want to know why those guys don't play defense? Because they're all riding around in Lamborghinis. They're soft. 
Well, well, money makes you soft, dude. I mean, you think Snoop Dogg, now that he's a multi-millionaire, is like rolling around the streets of Long Beach, sipping on gin and juice, laid back? No. He lives in a damn mansion and plays Xbox all day, you know? You guys think Eminem's still like hanging out in Detroit, going to rap offs? At the, he's no. not at Eight Mile. He's not at Eight Mile anymore, dude. Is I that mean, what those are called? Are they we... called rap offs? Hey, listen, to Snoop's credit, he's they're, still they're, hanging they're with the hardened criminal in Martha battle, Stewart. Battle. I, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 he's, they're he's, he's hanging with Martha Stewart, the hardened the prison witch. <laughs> I mean, so, hey. so look, I just, you know, I, I don't think it takes. You don't. It, it's not. It's not. I don't think football is is a thing where your your higher salary cap is going to get it done at the college level, just because there's so much difference between an 18 year old athlete out of high school and a finished product going to the NFL. If this were the case, Alabama and Georgia's entire recruiting classes every single year will be drafted in the first two rounds, and it's not. It's usually more. It's about four or five guys, right? Which is a big number. But then there's like three guys from Boise. You know, two guys from TCU. I mean, come on. There's enough players to go around. You just can't go to a, a you can't go to a, a sword fight with rocks and st- sticks and stones. Hundred percent agree. And this 100%. year, Carolina's going with a dagger, so it's a little bit easier. Soon, you'll get that sword and some bayonets, and maybe you'll get uh, Amish to chop down some trees. And when the horses come, you'll surprise them. I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, you you have to, you have to. You can't just give up, you know. I mean, I, I I believe in this place, man. A lot of people do, Mike included. Mike knows the potential around here. It's just a matter of not every time something happens, everybody's like jumping off a bridge. Yeah, that and comes from a hundred years of just uh, of the rug being pulled out from under. That, that, that's I, that's I, I where totally that comes from. It's yeah. it's uh, it, it it's ingrained in the culture. I mean, I saw it, and I when I was doing my show, I, 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 sometimes I'd have to just flip on the mic and say, "Enough of the woe is me stuff, guys." I mean, sure. uh, enough of that. This program has a lot going for it. Like you mentioned, Ole Miss. I've been to Vaught Hemingway Stadium a bunch of times, and for all the hoopla about the Grove and the Square, I would take the game day environment over at Williams Bryce over that a hundred times out of a hundred. It's not even close. Uh, they're, they're, the program's got a ton going for it. And even with the influx of more and more NIL money, you're still going to lose kids. I just I just rattled off a bunch of names. There, there's a ton more. So it's it again. You're not the only one that's going through this. It, sometimes you think your problems are just specific to you and you only, and it's a, it's a South Carolina problem and it's a this problem. No, it's just the day and age. Of college football, just like when a, if Carolina fires a coach or a coordinator, look around, folks. It's happening. If Florida fired two, LSU fans are begging their uh, administration to fire Matt House as their defensive coordinator. Coordinator, that's <laughs> LSU, folks. Um, happens everywhere. You're going to lose kids in recruiting. Happens everywhere. It's just, all these things. They're not endemic to the University of South Carolina's football program. It's going on everywhere. And having a having a season that didn't meet expectations, I'll go through this list again off the ah, top of my head. There you go. How many fan bases in the SEC are really happy right now? Because I can tell you this. I just spent a week in Kentucky. Kentucky fans, yeah, the, the win against Louisville was like it, it cured some of the, the, the pain. But for the most part, they're pissed over there. Now they're even more pissed because their coach was clearly playing footsies 
with Texas A&M. So Kentucky fans are pissed. Florida fans are beyond pissed. You don't even want to know the toxicity right now with that fan base and what's going on in Gainesville to have three straight losing seasons since the first time since just after World War II. Uh, you, you, Arkansas fans pissed, and they wanted their coach fired. They're pissed either way, and Petrino doesn't just cure all that. I got a lot of thoughts on that, by the way. Uh, Auburn fans aren't exactly enamored. They're a little pissed. They just choked away an Iron Bowl that would have salvaged the season, and, I mean, you had to work hard to blow that game late in the year. A&M fans are pissed. Yeah, they hired a new coach. That's great. Uh, they're still pissed about where their station in, in the SEC has been. Mississippi State fans aren't exactly in love with the way things have been going uh, in Starkville. You get the idea? Like There's a ton of fans that are disappointed, pissed off, and unhappy where their station is in life as it pertains to the hierarchy of the Southeastern Conference. So it's not just the Gamecocks that are going through this nonsense. There's a lot of fan bases that are going through it. So you got to do what everybody else does. you got to pull up your bootstraps and do everything you can to make it better. And that's what the people in charge are doing. Like, they're, they're trying to win, I promise you. They're making the right moves to win. But it ain't easy. And it's only going to get tougher, if we're going to be brutally honest. It's only going to get a lot tougher when you scrap divisions and you add Oklahoma and Texas. Because now, even if you do go 7-5, and five, you're going to look up at those standings and go, wait a minute, we're in ninth place? Do I, do I need to feel happy about that? I don't even know. How does ninth place feel? you're probably going to find out like most teams in the SEC will. We do need to step aside for a quick break here. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with this. I guess you could be Oregon state. You're, you have no conference, you have no quarterback and no coach. Finally just got, you, know, yeah. you really don't have a coach, man. Um, if he goes to but, Michigan state too, I just got him disappointed in John. Oh, he's school. gone. Yeah. They've already, well, they've hired if. their defensive coordinator Bray to replace him. Trent Bray. Uh, but oh, he, he gone. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, that that cut that signed, sealed, and delivered. I also, if if we want to make a little bit of light of the situation on Juice Wells specifically, we weren't planning to have him next year, anyways. The hope was you get him back in twenty three, and then he'd be off to the NFL. Uh, so let's just revert to twenty two and picture that he had a thousand yard year, and he's off to the NFL. Unless he goes to another SEC school and comes back to beat him next year, then we'll have this whole chaotic situation again, and we can all fall apart collectively together and hug and have yeah. shots of chicken cock in the whole nine yards, and we'll Somebody bring Mike just, Morgan in to mediate all of this. I have to mention this in the chat box. I'm sorry it's driving me crazy. Somebody just mentioned Ole Miss's six SEC titles and three national titles. <laughs> what, what, what are those national titles like the Nabisco shredded wheat? Are those those titles Auburn and Alabama have claimed for years? I don't think they yeah, they're also made. they're also about uh, sixty five or so years ago. Yeah, Archie uh, Manning Ole Miss was is, there, dude. <laughs> I mean, Ole, Ole Miss has never been to the SEC championship game. Yeah, uh, no. Carolina has. Gamecocks is it because have, yeah. they're tr they're not trying over? I mean, it's it's tough. It's yeah, tough. That, so I, look, I'm not accepting their Nabisco national titles in the thirties as a reason why their NIL is better than Carolina's. There's no excuse for that school to be better right now. It's because their fans have gotten it and embraced it. And maybe Lane Kiffin almost leaving had a lot to do with that, <laughs> but uh, you know, they, they get it. So, you know, I, I you know, A&M, any other school, that's fine. But Ole Miss, come on, man. It's the exact same fan base, but smaller. As far as demographics. You should see what they're spending on NIL at basketball at Ole Miss. And Ole yep. Miss hasn't won anything in basketball in a long, long time. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty they're wild. One of the top. I, they're one of the top. It was baked into Coach Beard's contract. 
yeah. how much NIL money he would have for ba- baked in. And it is light years ahead of some programs within the SEC. At Ole Miss, basketball. Yeah. that's They got money. I mean, where they get it from, I don't know, but they, they got it. As a matter of fact, here here's a positive here's a positive uh, stat, Mike. South Carolina has been to the SEC championship game as much as Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A and M have been combined. Combined, yeah, <laughs> yeah. One time. And don't forget Vandy, Kentucky. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah, that's right. And I'm here to tell you that it it it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Georgia Alabama Invitational. For a long, long time. Casey brings up a good point. They're, they're not doing it just based on money alone, but I tell you, the timing of NIL, to have that be implemented when you're on top of the world, yeah. that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Be- for so many different reasons. That is Obviously, it helps you go to the, 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 the coffers. You know, hey, uh, you want to keep winning national titles? You want to keep winning the SEC? Uh, donate. But also, kids want to go there. Like, if we didn't have NIL, everybody wants to go to Georgia and Alabama, and you're, you, it's, it's a newsflash when they lose a guy they truly want. So then you add NIL, and it's like, okay, I'll get 1.1 if I go to school X, and I'll get 950 if I go to Alabama or Georgia. 950 is okay. I go 950 and play for Natties as opposed to make the 1.1 and go six and six every year. Man, nobody's even making that at Georgia and Alabama. Though. With the quarterbacks, well, the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks are quarterbacks maybe. But. And if Carson Beck's come comes back for another year, which Carson a lot of people get there, yeah, you know, he'll he'll be look. Everything that Matt Rule said made a lot of people uncomfortable. Um, but that I know for a fact, all these almost every starting quarterback in the SEC is making seven figures. One to two million—that's not exorbitant. That gets you in the game. That's just—that's just—that's like at the poker table. You got to ante up just to play the hand. That's where we are. You're, if you go—if you go soft and go, I'll, I'll give the kid three fifty to be the starting quarterback of Power Five school X Y Z. You're going to lose him. That's just not where the market is right now. Oh yeah, good time to, true. Good time to remind people as well. If you're interested in being a partner of our program, you can contact us through the Chief Sports app. All right, we'll hit a timeout. <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams, or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Welcome to Palm Casual Patio Furniture. Because we are the factory, Palm Casual have the ability to offer the highest quality outdoor furniture paired with world-class service. Since 1979, our factory showrooms have done our best to make the buying process as easy as possible for our customers. Our understanding of the many factors that go into your decision has helped us create our 30-day trial period that increases the level of comfort our customers feel during the shopping experience. Visit us in Somerville and online at palmcasual.com. Gamecock owned and operated. 
Michael Campbell arrived at South Carolina in 2003 after growing up in Virginia and was dubbed the Winchester Rifle by Gamecocks great Tommy Moody in the broadcast booth. He left in 2006 a legend. A career 315 hitter and 20th round draft pick of the San Diego Padres, Campbell was first all-time in games played at bats and triples, second all-time in hits with 299 singles and total bases, third all-time in doubles, top 10 in runs scored and RBI, and he hit 31 home runs in his career for the Gamecocks. Now he's passing his knowledge to the next generation through his business, Soup's Swing Shop. If your son or daughter wants to improve their game, Soup's Swing Shop offers virtual lessons. Mike will connect with you, diagnose your swing, and create a special game plan to help improve it. Call him at 859-414-8240. Email soupsswingshop at gmail.com or find them on social media and on the Chief Sports app. Soup's Swing Shop. Play ball. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say, and so does the Barn Doe Company, where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock owned and operated. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Charleston Fitness Equipment is keeping South Carolina in shape. Clients have come from all over the Palmetto State to find that one piece of equipment that they enjoy that keeps them looking and feeling good. Whether it's a home rower, treadmill, elliptical, free weights, a home gym, or something else, Charleston Fitness Equipment keeps the mirror smiling back at you. Get in shape like the Gamecocks do. Visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com. Gamecock owned and operated and proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Cold Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight out the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online. Nana'sPorch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. For chicken cock, we get a medium to medium plus toast, the char level. We use a number three level char. If you char it too deep, you start burning away some of those flavor components that you just created. If you just char a barrel and you don't toast it, you're going to create some of those flavors just on a thin layer just inside the char, but not the actual depth and full extent of flavors uh, that you're going to get if you toast it properly. All those elements, that's exactly what they do. They boil down to great flavor. If you're in the real estate market in the low country or even in the Midlands, please contact me, JB, with Coast to Coast Realty SC. Go Gamecocks.
This break is presented by Billy G's Carolina Barbecue, the state newspaper's 2023 winner for best catering, best barbecue, and best food truck. Visit BillyG'sCarolinaBarbecue.com for all of your catering needs. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. It's now time to take a drive around the SEC. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. No hassles, no all-day runarounds, no ridiculous add-on stickers. At Love Chevy, buying a car is fun. South Carolina's number one volume Chevy dealer. I-26 at Harbison and at lovechevy.com. Find new roads. All right, welcome back. 1238 here on Inside the Gamecocks. The show, it's the final day of the month of November. The holiday season is upon us. So is portal season. That has obviously been the main topic of conversation, but that's why the Golden Tones have arrived to tell us what else is going on in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, there's so much, my head's going to explode. Uh, that's a good thing, you know, rather than that than a slow day where the head stays intact. Um Let's stay with the portal, shall we? And I, I mentioned two of the other SEC quarterbacks, uh, Will Rogers in the portal for Mississippi State. All he's going to do for somebody is break every Aaron Murray SEC passing record known to mankind with another year. Uh, if they would have just had Spurrier Jr. plays, who knows, maybe Zach Arnett uh, wouldn't have taken the gas pipe after like nine months on the job. But nevertheless, uh, he's going somewhere else and – uh, when you look at some of the the names of Rodgers, K.J. Jefferson, didn't mention Max Johnson. You know, Max Johnson is not a bad quarterback for somebody out there, but uh, he he's leaving Texas A&M. So that's three technically starting SEC quarterbacks, most of whom would be the guy next year. Now, Max wouldn't because Wegman was better, but the other guys certainly would have been, uh, and they're all leaving. They're all bolting. So is quarterback Riley Leonard of Duke, Grayson McCall of Coastal Carolina fame, Mitch Griffiths of uh, Wake Forest, Di- Tyler Van Dyke of Miami. These are all starting quarterbacks. Will Howard of Kansas State, who threw for 24 touchdowns, 61% passer last year. Um, Blake Shapin of Baylor. Remember when yeah. Baylor was a thing? Remember yeah. when they were winning the Big 12? Now my, they want Mike Aranda fired. They were fired. Nate Johnson's leaving Utah as Cam Cam Rising uh, announced he's he's going to come back for another year. Tyler Shaw of Texas Tech is leaving. Thirty six total touchdowns uh, during his career at uh, Tech, and then Oregon before that. That's just QBs. Uh, there is a ton of wide receivers. If you're worried about or thinking about how do you replace Juice Wells, well. Uh, you got a bunch of them. We mentioned Bo Collins is leaving Clemson. 91 catches, 1,290 yards, 11 touchdowns. He's saying see you to Death Valley. Uh, Deion Burks for Purdue, 47 catches for 629 yards. Eric McAllister of Boise State, for very productive career there. Relique Brown of the Trojans. He was a highly touted prospect but didn't live up to the hype. But you'd like to think maybe there's still ability there. And uh, Raymond Cottrell, uh, another uh, guy who was a top 25 receiver recruit. All these guys are in the port. And, of course, we're, we haven't even hit December yet. Like, that list is going to grow, uh, as we all know. 
So that is the uh, the portal cow. Oh yeah, we got a big game coming up here in Atlanta on Saturday oh. between Alabama and Georgia. Nobody's bolted those programs just yet. They're actually going to stay and and play just, through and just yet, just yet. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, after the game, that's a that's a whole other story. And they get actually extended time if you, if you make the championship national championship. Is that how that works? I did not know that. Yeah, I think uh, the guy, folks that are in the national title game get like two extra weeks or something with the new rules. Okay, that seems fair. And yeah, I mean, uh, they've both, Alabama and Georgia has lost players in the portal, as as uh, you guys pointed out. The difference, of course, is they can, they can fill the gaps a little bit easier when you are the evil empire. Uh, and I use that term with no malice, but uh, that's what our buddy... Uh, I thought that was the Yankees. That, that Well, Alabama and Georgia are the Yankees of college football. <laughs> I mean, when Don't you think about that. it, <laughs> they got a... <laughs> It, it's they get who they want. I, I mean, they continually, and it's not going anywhere. Um, somebody was talking about Saban retiring the other day. He's not. I mean, he's got I think two or three more years before he hits seventy-five. Why would he walk away now? All he does is golf and go to the lake. He just bought a house in Jupiter, Florida, where JC is going to have matrimony. Um, maybe we can go check out the. Uh, the new Nick Saban place while we're there. You think he'd invite us in, JC? Maybe we can house sit for him for a couple days. I, I would uh, gladly do that. Mm-hmm. We've lost JC. Uh, <laughs> JC's in the portal. JC's getting mad at somebody on the on chat row. I can no, just tell no, it. No, no, I'm not. I didn't even look no. at him. I was no, he's – well, okay. we've, we've done well with the chat out. Today. We've done well. <laughs> cooler heads have prevailed. Actually, right now – you know, right now, there's actually, between the four of us, three forms of communication going on. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah the group yeah. text is blowing there's up. A lot, yeah. There's text. a lot behind <laughs> the scenes, folks. Yeah, and I keep getting all kinds of, I'm like, okay, I, what, I've got to host a show. Contact me at 2.01 p.m., please. Uh, these are like people, like, we'll, we'll be, you know, in, in basketball games, we're right there at center court. And you, you'll be talking and calling a game. People will tap you on the shoulder. But hey, man, how's it going? Like, yeah, uh, it's great. I can't can't really have this can't conversation right, right now. You, you, you understand? We're doing live TV. Um, anyway, by the way, we talked about um, Ohio State and Michigan. This will get back to the SEC. I promise you. Nineteen million viewers. Yeah. Amazing. 19. I told you it was going to be a just ridiculous number. That's the second highest Ohio State Michigan rating ever. Uh, That is the uh, highest rated college football game since an an SEC matchup. Anybody want to take a guess which one that was? Um, Probably Georgia-Bama at some point. No. Uh, Not Georgia-Bama. Alabama and LSU. Yes. Yeah. Alabama and LSU. Uh, Alabama and LSU in 2011. That's the yep. last time we yep. had 19 million. I've, I've talked about this before. Four million is the ma- is the like magical number for networks. If you get four million, there's very few college football games that get four million uh, viewers, according to Nielsen. This did 19. That's the most since uh, again Alabama LSU in 2000. Uh, 11. The highest rated games this year, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, 19. Colorado, Oregon, 10 million. Got to watch uh, Dion and Shador and everybody get uh, spanked on national television. By the way, Dion Sanders, the SI Sportsman of the Year. I, I, 
It's it's, Pat, it's so Pat Forty. It's so if you follow him wow. and you, if you read that article, it's everything that Pat Forty truly believes is important more so than than yeah. college football. I gave up on him years ago. Yeah, I know, I know. It, again, the yeah. pandemic exposed a lot of the people that cover this sport. Man, that guy, Dion, really? I Sportsman mean, of the year. Sports going one and one and eight in uh, in conference play and losing. I don't know how many. Sportsman of the year, like what is the what is the criteria to even qualify? It's whatever Pat, whatever aligns with Pat Forty's idea of the way life should be. Oh. Uh, it has nothing to do with football. Uh, no. That's just. I mean, if anything, he kind of cracked under pressure, and uh, there's some nepotism there too. So yeah, well, there's a whole lot I, of yeah. I don't know if a, I'd be rewarding that, you know, and I and I was not a Dion. I mean, I thought they got off to a good start and all that, but man, that's. Uh, well, I don't know that. I don't know that that's. A, I think there's a lot of other better choices for. We're, we talked about this on JC and Morgan. I had a, a a little bit of a soliloquy on this, I guess. Uh, there there are people in our profession that want to make you a prisoner of two ideas, where you either slurp and love and praise Deion Sanders as the greatest thing since sliced bread, or you're just a hater. Could be something in the middle. That's where most of us actually reside. Like I, I, sp- I have much more important things in my life to hate than Deion Sanders. I wanted him to get a job. I think it's a good story in college football. I don't have to sit here and lie and tell you that he did a great coaching job this year. I don't have to do that just so I can do whatever, appease somebody, get clicks, whatever. Don't have to do that. Uh, the, the SEC teams that were involved in some of the highest-rated games, FSU, LSU, remember that way back when on ABC? That was the sixth highest-rated game at 9.2. Alabama-Auburn, the Iron Bowl on CBS, 9.1 million. LSU-Alabama, 8.8 million. Texas-Alabama, which that is a game that is going to have a major impact on the upcoming college football playoff one way or another, 8.8 million. Tennessee-Alabama, 8 million. Um, I just lost my train of thought there for two seconds, but I will absolutely – oh, yeah – how do you guys feel? This was the last. Uh, there was a big interview with Brad Nessler, who we've had on JC and Morgan. Um, in fact, if you remember JC last year, you could tell he knew the end was near of him calling SEC football. Uh, thankfully, CBS for him got the Big Ten, so he'll he's still going to be calling games. And I think Brad is one of the best to ever do it. Uh, just my opinion. But you're going to lose Brad and Gary Danielson and CBS coverage of the game of the week. It, it's gone. They're going to call their last swan song game uh, in Atlanta on Saturday. And all the people that have been hating on Gary Danielson for all these years, I got to tell you, I know I'm in the minority. I think there's a lot of good things about Gary Danielson, actually. I think that's an A-plus broadcast. I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, there there are there are days when, when I have – when he – He's had some rough moments, but I mean, overall, who hasn't? Right. I mean, I, 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 I don't disagree with that. I, I think it's become a popular thing to hate Gary Danielson because Gary Danielson apparently hates every team except for like Alabama, according to the universe. Right. Um, right. And I, I don't agree with that. I, I actually enjoy his broadcasts. And uh, Mike, you work in the industry, so you would know better than all of us. I just cannot imagine that CBS. And their signature broadcast every week would put some moron in that seat who didn't know what the hell they were doing. No, I mean, Gary is always prepared. I want my analyst to be opinionated, not overbearing, but opinionated. He always has an opinion. He's well boned up on the rules. Uh, He doesn't just sit back there when a bad call is made and lose the power of speech because he doesn't want to be wrong. 
Um, sometimes to be good in this business as an analyst, you have to be willing to have some hate on Twitter. Like you can't be that thin-skinned. You're probably not doing your job as an analyst if you don't get a little bit of hate and paranoia on social media. And Gary gets plenty of it, but you wouldn't know it. I, I th- again, I think him and Brad are a great tandem. Um, I have my own theories on who's going to take over on ABC, but I, w- I can't get into that. But uh, nevertheless, uh, kudos to, to CBS. you got to remember this, too. CBS does one did one game a week for all those years. So that is their Super Bowl. So you have more cameras, you have more production value. The amount that they put as much into that broadcast as you watch ESPN put into a national championship game. Right. ABC will do that too. So I can yeah. assure you that this is not going to be the same quality that you see on some of the lower tier games when it goes from CBS to ABC. They will have all the bells and whistles, everything you can possibly imagine uh, to make that a frontline broadcast for sure. Kind of an interesting number, the SEC versus the ACC this year. Four and six. Uh, the I don't think the ACC is a great league or even a better league, but for whatever reason, the ACC had the upper hand. So let's give the Danny Cannell trolls of the world uh, a little bit of a pat on the back for that, just for one year. Enjoy it. Uh, four and six. The SEC was against the SEC, and the one knock on the SEC this year truly is you don't have a ton of great wins. You got Kentucky over Louisville, Mississippi State over Arizona, and Ole Miss over Tulane. Find me the other big wins for the conference at a conference. You just didn't yeah, have it this year. Not there. Yeah. Did, didn't have it. Uh, We've got him in basketball. Arkansas took care of that last night. Well, and we'll get, well, yeah, we'll get to, uh, for sure. We'll get to that. And kudos. I, I mean, I, I got we again, we've only got so much time in this show, but I got plenty to say on that as well. Uh, just the updated bowl projections. Again, Georgia in the playoff, obviously. Missouri in the peach. Bama in the cotton. Ole Miss in the Citrus, LSU in the Relia Quest, A&M in the Music City, Tennessee in the Gator, Kentucky in the Texas Bowl, Auburn in the Disgusting Condiment Bowl. That would make up the nine teams. The, the conference that has the most bowl-eligible teams, the Sun Belt. So if it's all about the conference with the most bowl-eligible teams, I don't think that's really the number that dictates conference strength. Otherwise, we'd all be bowing to the Sun Belt right now, which I think is a great Group 5 league but not exactly a great um, league overall. And finally, I mean, I mentioned it, you know, the coaching carousel. It's not just the head coaches now. It's the season of get-out-of-jail-free cards for head coaches. Things are not going well, so you just fire assistant coaches. Billy Napier has already fired two. LSU wants to fire one. Their fan base does, and every media member, including Matt Moscona, who I think does a great job in Baton Rouge, calling for it on almost a daily basis, but that has not happened uh, as of yet, but if you if you kind of scroll through, there's a ton of coaches that have already been let go uh, within the uh, SEC ranks. Um, again, just a sign of the times when things are going bad, heads are going to roll, and that is what has been happening. And that is your love Chevy drive around the SEC. I love love Chevy. I love love Chevy. Seriously. Love's not a strong enough word. No. It's going to be hard for me. So so, how long how long CBS had SEC? Since Nearly 92? twenty years. Yeah, it's been long. Time. Thirty. Wait, no, no. This is ninety two. No, no. They've had uh, the, yeah, the been... SEC championship game, but they've had a game of the week, right? Twenty something, twenty four. Mike, I, 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 have to look I, it I remember in ninety three, right? I remember ninety six. Carolina mm-hmm. went to Auburn, and it was the CBS game of the week. And then Carolina didn't have the CBS game of the week until two thousand. <laughs> After that. 
Well, remember, they could never win it, too. Yeah, and If you were a Gamecock fan, you didn't want to be on CBS because there was like a five, six-game losing streak on CBS. First time they won on CBS was the win over Alabama in 2010. 2010, Uh, Biggest win in school history. Uh, Which, by the way, just a daily reminder to everybody out there, uh, while we all lived through the 90s and grew up then and loved it, uh, it was a dark, dark period for Gamecock football. So no matter what happens, (laughs) it's still not as bad as the 90s. They're not heading back to the doldrums there. Uh, but look, it's uh, I'm gonna miss this. I so, so, yeah, 96, 96. Thank you, so, Phil. So, so, just under 30 years. I'm sorry, the, the CBS yeah, right. theme song. That, yeah. Now, the theme song's been there since Brando was calling games back in the day, and, and it's there for Army Navy every year, and, and, and now it's there for their Big Ten. Bro. So, it's, it's always been the CBS, but man, oh man, it's become so synonymous with the SEC. It has, it, and I mean that gets you fired up, man. It, I it listen does. to it sometimes at home when I'm drinking that, beer. Yeah, they even play it on the. Well, not even play it. It is their network, but like on the actual channel, the CBS Sports yeah. Network. You'll yeah. be watching yeah. Utah State and State and San Diego State, and it right, catches you right. off guard. You're like, well, no, wait, that's ours. No, it's not. It's CBS's. Yeah, JB yeah, is yeah. a gigantic Wyoming fan, and they have the Mountain West package. So obviously, he lives this almost. Of course, every week he does. Ten thirty when the Cowboys. Yeah, what you're right. watching Wyoming hoops on CBS Sports Network, which that's the basketball ever, theme. Mike, have you ever been into that basketball arena? No, I've never been to Larry Me, Wyoming. Oh, never. Well, I've never you, been to Wyoming. Period. Dude, that basketball arena is really. It is neat. It is. I so believe neat. it. Well, come basketball season, like you see, I've got – that's Dana Dykehouse Stadium behind me for those watching on YouTube, established in 2016, home of the Jackrabbits, who are the number one seed in the FCS playoff trying to defend their crown. Come basketball, have some of the better arenas in the background. Well, I hope they send you to Wyoming for some reason. I don't think they're going to do that. Can you petition to, somebody to get out there? All these guys yeah. you call? You call well, we don't have the rights America. to the Mountain West uh, hoops package, so I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But I'd gladly go out there to uh, to visit, maybe just take one in as a fan, Jamie. It's maybe neat. we can plan a, a uh, ITG road trip. How about that? Oh. Is that in the budget? Live from uh, live from uh, Laramie? Yeah, we could do sure. that. You know, well. Go see a couple state For, parks while we're out there. For any new viewers, say I'm not from Wyoming. My in-laws live out there, but uh, we we claim that as our second little home, I guess, so to speak. That's not a bad place. Not a bad clean living right there. That's a good clean living. Oh, hey, Uh, congratulations to Georgia, 29 in a row. That's the new record. I was going to do my Bear Bryant impersonation, like if he came back to life and went in the locker room to congratulate them boys, like he did when his 28 game streak was snapped by Mississippi State, and he actually went in the locker room to congratulate them. But I'll spare everybody that impersonation during the somber uh, execution uh, the of the Juice oh, World story. <laughs> well, we do have, uh, and I know we got to step aside here. We're at the end of the hour. But uh, when we get back, South Carolina is actually being active in the portal as well. JC has already reported on some of that. We'll take a dive. What about the running back position? Is Carolina making an effort already to go ahead and get that thing bolstered as the portal will open up? Plus, we've got our Fab Five. We'll make our picks on that today. The Fab Five is up on the Chief Sports app. You can go play right now. If you just pull up the app, just click on the uh, Salsaritas Fab Five Challenge, and somebody can win a Fiesta Pack from Salsaritas in Columbia, if you happen to be in the area. Updated standings. We've got some updated standings, and I'm pretty fearful of this. Mm. 
I'm pretty fearful. I have. I think you rolled up an O for my man. Was it? Uh, are you with a, sure? With a, with a draw. With a draw. The old Miss game is a push for all of us. One push. Yeah, you had Somebody's the one reporting push. Somebody's reporting that was cocky is in the portal because Jacksonville State offered him a bunch of. <laughs> That's a great line. I wouldn't shock Actually, me. Is Derwin Jeffcoat, the former punter? He posted that on the big spur. That's pretty funny. Hey, got to laugh instead of crying, I guess, sometimes, right? I don't yeah, know. I, so. I don't really think there's anything to cry about. There's if nothing to the, cry about. Everybody's get, losing players in the portal. If you get the list of guys they signed from the portal and it, and it looks like Major League, the movie, like, that guy's dead. We'll cross him off the list. Cross him off the list, then. The list, yeah. <laughs> This guy played in the California Penal League. Penal League. All right, 10 minutes to game time. Everybody gather around. You know, if you get the list at the end, it kind of looks like that. Then we'll all panic together. (laughs) Oh, Harris. Start the holy war. Time out. Don't go anywhere. Plenty to get to. We'll be right back. Hey Gamecock fans, Mike Morgan here. During my time in Columbia, one of my favorite places to eat was Salsaritas. When I go back now for work or any other reason, it's still Salsaritas. Yeah, I'm like you. I love tacos. I love Tex-Mex. Where are you going to go to get them? Well, you've got two convenient Salsaritas locations, one in Lexington in the Target Center and one in West Columbia as well. Now, if you like tailgating, and who doesn't? Whether it's for a football game or anything else, they've got the catering hotline. Get yourself some Fiesta Packs to take Tailgating. Get yourself the Three Amigos bundles for tailgating. They make catering easy with a fresh, hot setup. And again, you just call the phone number 803-543-6297 to set it up. You can also look them up online or you can even download the app. Salsaritas is just a cut above the rest. That's why they're serving williams Bryce Stadium and the South Stands, also serving in the Colonial Life Arena. Again, that catering hotline number, make it easy for you and the folks out there. You don't need to settle for sandwiches. Which is every time 803-543-6297 803-543-6297 Shop Charleston Fitness Equipment this holiday season Major discounts on treadmills, rowers, elliptigos and more Proud partners of Carolina Rise Inside the Gamecocks and the Chief Sports Network CharlestonFitnessEquipment.com 843-388-0999. Charleston Fitness Equipment this holiday season. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. Contact local agent Gary Patterson for your personal price plan today. This holiday season, you can give a gift like never before. Hey guys, it's JB. Rescues in Resin produces custom-designed wood and resin products. From tables to wall art, coasters to cutting boards, and pretty much anything you can dream. Proud Gamecocks and veteran-owned, Dustin and Tabitha are creating products that will blow your family and friends away when they take the wrapping paper off this Christmas. Check them out in the Chief Sports app now to get your custom order in before it's too late. Rescues and Resin are also proud supporters of Carolina Rise and proud partners of the Chief Sports Network. Rescuesandresin at gmail.com 
or in the Chief Sports app is where you can find them. Change your gift-giving game today by ordering a custom design through our friends Tabitha and Dustin in Rescues and Residents. company is Billy G's Carolina Barbecue. We are based in Columbia, South Carolina, and we have two lines of sauces and a spice rub. I mean, when people try our product, they know it's a gourmet product, and it can go on any type of food. It's not surprisingly delicious. It's expectedly delicious. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. Contact local agent Gary Patterson for your personal price plan today. Final hour, final hour of Inside the Gamecocks, the show here on a Thursday afternoon. Rain coming to the state of South Carolina in this first weekend of December. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all of you here as we've uh, now turned our attention towards championship weekend into bowl season. And of course, Christmas is right around the uh, corner. But uh, glad to have all of you today. Obviously, Juice Wells is the topic of conversation. His intent to transfer from the Gamecock football program. We are monitoring uh, more situations that could occur as well. South Carolina expected to lose more players, as every program in college football is. Gamecocks, of course, will be signing a bunch out of the portal as well. And JC will have an update for us on that here this hour. How did you uh... They took the limit off how many you could sign. So uh, there's no more 25 rule. Uh, yeah. Tennessee a couple of years ago lost how many guys out of the portal and ended up having a pretty damn good year. I know, I know before everybody says it, their style of offense led them to that seven and six season. But um, I, uh, you know, look, you got to kind of look at the other side of it. And look, I, I keep getting names in for me, um, you know, and, and some of them are guys that have not played. Okay, I'll just be honest. There's not like a list of 10 starters or anything like that. Um, there are some guys that have played a lot that, that probably you wouldn't consider good. And there's a possibility some guys that are good leave. 
You know, I I don't want to get into names because I'm I'm getting hit by like three different sources right now and, and with different names, um, and it's lining up. But uh, you know, I, I I think I don't think you could replace a Juice Wells. Okay, I'll be honest with you. Unless you go get like a another Juice Wells, that type of guy is hard to replace. I think a lot of these other guys, with the exception of maybe one that I'm looking at, uh, you can replace them if you have the resources to go do it. And uh, I don't see anybody that's irreplaceable on the list. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, I don't think it's good. I, I think I, everybody should be a little concerned. But uh, like somebody said, we got a whole month. The circus doesn't close for a month, man. Well, that's true. Actually, the circus hasn't even <laughs> it hasn't even started yet, man. We're we're, we're at the uh, beginning. Yeah, they, so. they they haven't even they haven't even opened the doors to the circus, and the damn thing is uh, is already uh, performing quite well. To be honest with you, if you're a fan of chaos, what about okay? So coming <clears throat> coming before we even got to who might be departing, there there was at least the expectation and understanding of what needed to be added at South Carolina, and um, I know that uh, you know the offensive line they. they We've discussed the fact that they're targeting a guy or two there, uh, maybe a guy at the tight end position, a guy or two at the wide receiver position along the defensive line, pretty much everywhere. And I can just sit here and name the whole team. But running back certainly was a, a glaring weakness coming into the year. Mario Anderson goes out there and plays his rear end off, but they, they just absolutely have to find depth. Uh, JC and a bunch of running backs have begun to enter the program, including one whose father played for Carolina back in the early 90s. Yeah, you have um, uh, Don Chaney Jr. Uh, entered the portal from Miami. Uh, Miami, he's from Miami. Uh, that's probably where he was going to go because he grew up down there. Carolina was kind of second, third-ish. Uh, this was class of 2020. It was the old staff. It wasn't the current staff. So I don't know what kind of relationship there is there. My understanding is that they were very aware at South Carolina he's in the portal. And uh, I expect there to at least be a conversation. Uh, like, a lot of times... Styles, for portal uh, for every Lavoisier Carroll who Carolina was his number two solid number two and he ended up coming after he left Georgia you know there's other guys that they throw that list away and there's a completely new list out there uh, you know like like Marshawn Lloyd he did not go to Maryland obviously uh, Jordan Birch did not go to LSU or Georgia uh, you know that kind of, Gilbert Edmond did not have a Florida offer or Florida State offer when he came out um, Jaheim Bell was more of a Gator he was committed to Florida for a long time, ended up at FSU. So, you know, it's not always the obvious second choice, but I do think since his dad is an alum, uh, and there was some interest last time, and there's a great opportunity to get a lot of a lot more carries than he did at Miami, that uh, it could be a fit. So that's um, that's a deal. That's one to watch right there if you want some names. I mean, there, there's going to be more names that come out and all that good stuff. Um you know, I think it's it's easier to on guys leaving than you know, who they've targeted at this point because we're kind of in that space where the season ended about a week ago and, and, and they're kind of – the focus is on having meetings, seeing where everybody's at on the current roster. Uh, where And then behind the scenes, they're kind of looking at the portal and, and potential portal additions and stuff like that. So we'll have more information about that coming up. But, um, you know, and, and we, we talked about uh, – you know, Sydney Fugar. I mean, sorry, not Sydney Fugar. 
I read that in the chat box. We talked about KJ Jefferson yesterday. I just, I just can't see South Carolina using NIL resources with that. Even if the Gamecocks had a little more, I, I, I think they've got their. I think quarterback. You probably need some depth there, but that's going to be the least of the concerns um, in terms of who do you need to go get. So, yeah, you may be looking at an opportunity to flip the roster. I don't think. I mean, depending on how many coaching changes there are and stuff, I don't, I don't know. It's a bad thing. You know, I, at the end, it all depends on who you get. I mean, you can't go out and start taking flyers on guys. And, you know, a, a lot of the guys that everybody kind of took exception with in last portal class, like the Jackson Hughes and Sidney Fugars of the world, th- those were guys they didn't intend to take. I mean, th- those were guys that, oh, crap, you know, like they kind of got those guys as insurance policies. Fugar has, you know, two more years, including last year. That's not a bad I mean, you didn't, they didn't expect him to come in and start. Jackson Hughes was a late walk-on addition because they had lost Jalen Nichols and they needed depth. Um, you know, Nick Gargiulo and Mario Anderson and Josh Simon and Trey Knox certainly earned their keep and, and played, you know, good football at times this year. Uh, and that was part of the portal class from last year. So, you know, J- JT Gear was kind of a later guy. And, and I tell you, he would have made him a lot more impact had he not gotten hurt in a scrimmage and the type of injury he had. They're shocked he even got on the field this year. And then Tuizama at the end, you know, the end of August, and they decided to move him inside. And you know, so don't look at last year's portal class with limited resources and say history is going to repeat itself um, because a lot of those guys were taken w- with no intent to take those guys initially. And, and, and Shane's first two portal classes have been pretty solid. So, Well, you know, Mike, we, um, again, as we pointed out, we're, we're entering that chaotic period. Let me ask you this, Spencer Rattler, uh, when he, when he was signed at South Carolina, I think that, there was uh, this this thought and hope, hope more than anything, that he would be that needed change. He's the big star quarterback. He was one of the most popular quarterbacks in America when he committed out of the portal to come here. I mean, it's it's clearly it's early. Um, he's off to the NFL now after after staying for two seasons. Do do you think that him coming to South Carolina has had or will have as big of an impact as Gamecock fans had hoped? It's a great question. I I think, first off, it was a huge get. Uh, there, there's, I, regardless of the final record and the final stats and the final everything else, you got a kid that was uh, considered the, the number one quarterback prospect and a Heisman Trophy candidate coming out of high school. Um, my latest draft projections that I'm reading – at best as a third round pick. So, I mean, he's not going to be that guy. I know some people disagree with that. I'm, I'm just telling you what I'm reading. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and Mel Kuyper this thing, but I, I never thought he was a first round talent, but he's got a chance to have a long successful life in the NFL. If it's a starter, great, but if not backups do pretty well too. Um, Chase Daniel, Charlie Chase Whitehurst, Dan- Charlie Whitehurst, uh, you know, clipboard Jesus. Um, yeah. I mean, if, it's kind of like it's almost the same argument I would make with the Gigi Jackson thing. What did you really get out of Gigi? Well, you had to get 
when you've got a, a McDonald's All-American in your home state, you have to prove to future All-Americans that it's pretty cool to play at South Carolina and not just jump ship and go everywhere else, which is what's been happening to, happening to uh, South Carolina basketball players not named Dozier uh, and Mackey for, for decades over there. So you, you need to start reversing those trends. Well, we've talked about the fact on the football side in a hundred plus years, I mean, South Carolina has not been getting just the 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 all world stud quarterback. Uh, not many have been right in their backyard, but other programs are able to pull them in from out of state. So, w- what's been holding them back? Well, there's a lot of kids look at well, what's the track record? Well, the track record of Gamecock quarterbacking has been uh, not a lot of guys past three stars, not a lot of guys in the NFL. Not a lot of this, not a lot of that. Well, Spencer Rattler can change a lot of that. Okay, he he was a blue chip guy. We know we we know he gets there only because of Shane Beamer. But but whatever, he got there and he played for two years and he's going to be in the NFL. All those things to me are major selling points. If I'm out there in recruiting, that you can use and you could say, look, I don't know what it was like before, but we're going to start a tradition of like NFL guys under center and in the shotgun here at South Carolina, and you can be the next one. Doesn't matter where you're from. Spencer Rattler was a West Coast kid. I don't care if you're a Northeast kid, a Midwest kid, a Southeast kid. You can come here, and you can be a stud. And we're going to pay you seven figures, and we're going to start a new tradition of Gamecock quarterbacking here at South Carolina. I think all those things are what you sell thanks to Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, again, you know, you you, you hoped that he would – not only can win you football games, which he did. I mean, most notably the two at the end of the season last year. I, I, you know, I know the question is often asked, well, what would the Shane Beamer era look like without those two wins? But it, it, but, but they happened. Yeah, but yeah. they happened. You can't they, even ask the question. Like, well, they did happen. Like, I what mean, would what, it look like if they didn't blow a fourth-quarter lead against Florida? We'd be talking yeah. about the bowl game right now. I mean, right. if, if, you, if you live in that world of negativity, you're, you're going to live a really sad existence. They did happen. They do yeah. count. They did right, <laughs> pretty yeah, big. They, Two top ten yeah. wins. That that's not bad. Exactly. It, I mean, Steve Spurrier in year two and year three, not a lot of great results. Year three failed to make a bowl game. Went six and six. Like it, it, it doesn't happen easy at South Carolina. Never has. Doesn't happen no. easy. And I think too, one of the things that will you know specifically, um, that is specifically affecting not only the Gamecocks but also that is specifically affecting every program out there. Mike is is this timeline that we're in right now, this period right here. And Shane has spoken about it, and so have many other coaches. I've spoken to a couple of college coaches, uh, like personally, who um, are just buying their time. They're not at South Carolina. Just buying their time to to hit some personal you know, marks, like uh, things called pension and stuff like that, until they get out. Because it's not like th- this 365-day-a-year stress has turned into a disaster. And Shane has mentioned this, and I, I'll speak specifically to him because this is inside the Gamecocks, but I know that like last year he's like, hey, look, okay, let me speak from the human element. I'm a, I, I'm a human being. I enjoy spending some time with my family around the holidays. I can't do that. I'm waking up on Christmas morning taking phone calls. Um, I'm on Christmas Eve, you know, Santa just landed on the roof, phone's ringing. And, and so there's a human element. And then you've got the professional side of this, and you know where I'm going with this. You're opening the transfer portal right here at the end of the season. You've got an early signing period right here at the end of the season. And for those that win six games, even though Carolina, of course, didn't do that, 
you have bowl season, so you're trying to prepare your team to go play in a bowl game while you have teams on your current roster leaving instead of playing in the bowl game, and you're trying to sign players. I mean, you got all kinds of crazy stuff going on, and and I I just wonder like while there needs to be a lot of fixes in college football and this specific time of the year exposes all of the flaws that we have, like right now, all these flaws get exposed in this very moment. Um, I don't know. I don't know when they're going to fix that, but they need to fix it. But I think we also need to keep the perspective. And that's where I'm going with this with you is it happens to every single program. Some of them are just better equipped to be able to deal with it. Some of them, of course, as we're seeing today, aren't. No doubt. And look, you guys talked about it in the first hour. It, it the, the Juice Wells news, like, yeah, it it, it sucks, but it's it's not a, a death sentence. Like, it really what the what the story is not complete. The story is going to be complete when guys like JC and the Big Spur get done telling you who the Gamecocks got in the portal. That's when the story is complete, right. uh, because everybody wakes up the next few days and sees a player that they probably were fond of and the coaching staff was fond of is leaving. That's just the reality. And I would tell you that the, the portal and the way it's used right now is worse than anything that NIL is doing in recruiting. This is where what you're talking about, Jamie, coaches are miserable because they're sitting there and you, you do all that legwork to sell a kid on your program. He plays, he's making money uh, he's got people kissing his rear end left and right, and they still, again, go for the bitter, bigger, better deal. Um, that's what's – this was not the intent of allowing – like we just took it to a, a whole – I don't want to get go down this path, but we just took it to a whole other level. Um, we, we just decided, okay, the NCAA was almost like a vindictive move. When they lost that thing in Supreme Court on NIL and everybody – has been, you know, the, 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 the NCAA is like a pinata, right? Like, I always get a kick out of hot take guy, oh, let me tell you how bad the NCAA is, it sucks. Like, yeah, yeah, congratulations. You just had spit it out the same opinion of everybody on the planet. Like, that's not a hot take. It doesn't take any skill. To, I, can, I can rip the NCAA more than this guy can. I get it. I get it. It sucks. I got it. I got it. Move on to another topic. That That is nothing new, but when the NCAA lost and they got tired of hearing how crappy of an organization and how unfair and everything else, much of that is justifiable, by the way, they finally said, you know what? Screw y'all. We're out. You figure this blank out, and good luck with that. And that's what they did. They took their ball and went home and left this mess, an unmitigated mess, for every coach and every program to deal with, with no guardrails, no rules, complete chaos. In the NFL, you don't get to just like quit and not honor a contract. But in college football, you do whatever the hell you want right now. It's not good for the sport. It's not good for much of anything. But we we sat there and accepted this as <laughs> this is the new deal. And unfortunately, the only way you change it is with the help of Congress. This just in. You can't get Congress to agree on anything, so good luck with that. So we're right. stuck with this for a while. This is this is going to be the reality for I, I imagine this is going to be the reality for several years. I really don't see organized guardrails and clarity and overall fairness on the whole thing anytime soon. I just I don't think that's in the near future. 
I don't understand how we have an organization. It's the, it, college football is the most entertaining sport we've got in America, in my mind. And uh, JC's drinking apparently on the jog here. Um, uh, is that a toast? Is that what was that? You got to cut your mic on a, to speak on a this. Toast program. to the yesteryear of college football. Or Phil, cut nah, his mic it, on. It's our it's our wedding uh, shot glass. I just came oh, in. Oh, our, oh, our, our gifts for something to celebrate. There's yeah, a bright, bright side to everything. I just felt like it'd be funny uh, if I pulled it out. Where's your get to grab the chicken cock and you know hold on <laughs> to your life? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't understand how we have a uh, and we again, Mike. We have this conversation every year. Actually, we have this conversation every year, beginning now through like early August, and then you, you don't talk about it because you got football to talk about, and then. And then this happens again, and then guess what? We have the same conversation again for another eight months, and then we don't talk about it again, right? But I, I don't understand how this, this is like this is the ultimate business. We're in this business. We make money off of this business, right? All of us do, and how we're associated with it. It is the ultimate business. It's the ultimate sport. It's the ultimate entertainment lane of America and the whole nine yards, and then. There's one organization that can determine what players can go where based on their rules and and non-rules and who can be eligible and who isn't eligible, but then they have nothing to do with actually scheduling the season or the postseason. They just get to dictate the guys and gals that play in it what what they can do and the rules in which they have to abide by to do that but they have nothing to do with actually setting up the structure and with its played. I've never in my life no. seen anything like it. It doesn't I, make sense. I, again, if for those of you that have been listening to JC and Morgan, uh, we told you this was coming years yes. ago. Yes. Now, all this crap. You know, I was talking to my old uh, high school basketball coach who's very wired in. He was a former college coach, and he still knows a lot of the lay of the land. He said – he reminded me of something. He said, Mike, you know, first off, he said, by the way, NIL's really been happening for a while. Uh, just ask Bill Self at Kansas. I mean, they've been doing NIL there. <laughs> so was Will Wade. I mean, uh, strong-ass offer is what got Will Wade fired. But when you look at it, really, what Will Wade was doing is that's today's day and age of, of college recruiting. Um, but he was saying, you know, technically speaking, the way the NIL is supposed to be set up, you don't get you don't get the NIL deal until after you sign your letter of intent to go to a specific college. That was the way the the rule was written and supposed to be. But as we know, that's not at all how this is done. We are we are bidding on players at a high school. We are bidding on players in the portal. So it's not just pay for play, it's pay for stay. And that's that's you can call that free market, you can call that bit but it's completely out of whack, and uh, again, it's not free market. The, it's not free. No, and it's certainly not market value. Because, I mean, yeah. the, these are not kids that are bringing back uh, millions of dollars in revenue because you influence them on Instagram. You know, I mean, that's that's not. It was never about true market value. It, it was just about how do we find an excuse to not have to hide the fact that we're paying players, which has been going on for years. But now we're going to pay them in the open, and we're going to pay them more than ever. Uh, and so you could you could be totally for the players getting more and understand that this is still a crappy system, but it is what it is. One other thought on the portal, with all the talk about um, you know losing Marshawn uh, uh, Lloyd, 
um, I would say as big a loss as any was Jordan Birch. As I watch that defense and I look at – watch George Alabama this Saturday and look at the defensive linemen. Those – that right now is the hardest position to get. And it's going to be – like you're going to see defensive linemen making more money than quarterbacks pretty soon because there's not as many of them. There's not as many Jalen Carters as there are Spencer Rattlers. You know, there's 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 not as many Jordan Davises out there as there are Devin Learys. So you had I know Jordan Birch didn't live up to some of the hype, but by not having a true hellraiser like that to help out that defensive line, you know, maybe you stay in a four four two four three look if you had Jordan Birch. That that loss was really big, and the f- the few times I've watched Oregon play. Look, he's not a, he's not going to win the Outland Trophy, but he is an impact player, and he certainly would have been an impact player for Carolina this year. But again, he got money. Money's what brought him. Money's what took him away. Seems to be the driving force behind a lot these days. There's no doubt about that. Um, I will be spending my or some of my money, what's left of it. I don't have much. Every time it goes into the bank account, it somehow magically disappears. But I'll be spending a lot of that on chicken cock whiskey here soon because we'll be hosting a neighborhood Christmas party. Chicken cock, you can find it on the Chief Sports app if you've downloaded that. They serve our program, and uh, we cannot thank them enough for all that they do. All right, uh, we need to step aside when we return the Fab Five. That, of course, will help us have a conversation about these championship games this weekend. Got some hoop stuff to slide into uh, as well. Tonight, though, before we hit a timeout, uh, good luck to both Oceanside Collegiate Academy and Gray Collegiate Academy, uh, who will be facing off in the uh, 2A high school state championships, regardless of what you think about those two programs and how they were built. Uh, they're still going to be playing in a state championship tonight. So if you know anybody uh, in there playing in the game, send them our uh, send them our good luck hugs or hand pounds or whatever you want to call that. Also, in women's basketball tonight, you've got number one, South Carolina, on the road at North Carolina in Chapel Hill as part of the Women's ACC SEC Challenge. That is one of a couple of games that will be very visible. This one also immediately following ninth-ranked Virginia Tech and seventh-ranked LSU. And as the media has been pointing out, Angel Reese is back. She apparently is the biggest and greatest thing to ever happen to women's basketball. And everybody, tune in tonight to watch this chaos ensue under Kim Mulkey's leadership in Baton Rouge. With all that said, Fab Five coming up here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Chicken cock originated in Kentucky, like so many other bourbons. And so the resurrection of it, you know, Paris, Kentucky, that's the county seat of Bourbon County. So much of this whiskey was being made in that Bourbon County, put on ships and barges and shipped down Ohio, down the Mississippi, and got to New Orleans where it got distributed all over the world. And people kept saying, well, hey, I want some more of that whiskey from Bourbon County. And so that's how Bourbon Whiskey uh, got its name. And chicken cock originated actually in Paris, Kentucky, which is today bourbon county if you're in the upstate of south carolina and are in need of residential real estate services cindy bass searfoss of caldwell banker kane is for you ask her about the village at creekside 
all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream, and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barn Doe Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go game packs. One thirty final segment here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show, the Power Hour, brought to you by the very not handsome Brian Spencer and Palmetto <laughs> Medicare, 803-960-9484. Perfect tone the way you say that. That's the perfect way to intro that 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 liner, yes. So many other things he's good at, including the best Medicare coverage that you can get if you're a South Carolinian, which he's been doing since 05. You see that number, and yes, you do see his mug if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, think uh, Brad Pitt if he was in an industrial accident. 803-960-9484. You can also check out the website, palmetto-medicare.com. Uh, I do want to mention Gary Patterson, uh, not only a great ACC referee. I think you can guess what his assignment will be this weekend, although we're oh. not at liberty to tell you. Yeah. Uh, but can I take a guess? Can I guess? I, I, he's not supposed to say, therefore I'm not supposed to say, but every week he's on a on a game that may have be affiliated with a certain conference uh in the near the Atlantic coast. Gary Patterson. What's that? Does he pump iron like those other guys? No, Gary is built like a normal referee should look that he's yeah. spending less time. Uh, doing creatine and andro and everything, and the other roid he can get his hand on, like the chalk duster meathead you see at LA Fitness. He's more concerned about knowing the rules and doing a great job. So Are you, you taking can... shots at Hockley? No way. That's what I'm, I told my kids this other day. Yeah. About it. Like yesterday, we are two days ago. We talked about Ed Hockley. He started it all. He yeah, started it all. So, so Mitch Jeter's in the portal um, of the kicker. 
the damn kicker. That's an NIL deal. Uh, I don't know much details. The figure I heard was not egregious, but so be it. Um, I don't know about some of these other guys. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, obviously there's been a lot of names. Old message boards and otherwise. Um, the two guys I'm just, kind of trying to dig into to right clear. now are Nick, the two Nicks, Nick Harbor and Nick Himanwari, because that those would be surprising mm. somewhat to me if those guys left. But, uh, you know, the rest of them, who cares? Um, I mean, not the rest of them, who cares? The rest of them, you know, hey, look, it's go, go replace them. I, uh, but um, who cares? By the end might of the day, everybody's going to be saying who cares. Yeah, and walk on long snapper, great. That's that's I'd love to do something like that. But there's not there's not many former players contributing to NIL. NIL is two years old. I mean, there's not been the track record. Now I think someday it should be that way because I get why they don't NFL guys don't like contribute to the damn stadium fund because they got no money for sweating and bleeding and crying and wrecking their body in that stadium for four years outside of a scholarship. So I think they feel like, well, I paid my dues. But if these guys are going to start getting paid in college and take care of in college, absolutely. Uh, but but that's not going to – that's not going to solve the immediate problem. I'm all about solving the immediate problems. And uh, so, hey, you know, we'll, we'll see about these other guys. But uh, I didn't – I mean, Mitch Jeter is automatic. I don't – I got to learn more about these situations, though. That's uh, it I does. Think I, it does appear that the Mitch Jeter situation is a personal nil preference. Okay. Is that a fair statement? I think that is fair. Okay. We'll leave you mean he didn't like the uprights at Williams Price Stadium? He found better uprights somewhere else. I think he wanted to get paid. Or is it cold hard cash? It sounds like cold hard cash to me. Okay, that's what I thought. I think we can sum up almost every defection. With three words, cold hard cash. Dabo Swinney fires offensive line coach Thomas Austin, or Thomas Austin, and I think Lemansky Hall, defensive end coach. He's fired both of them. Yes, Dabo has made some moves. I, I wouldn't. Ex- I, I'm surprised if he just stepped. Had they not had the finish, they would have. It would have been a lot worse. And and they're getting into the portal too, guys. So, well, they they you know. they offered a they offered a kid from Hanover College. Uh, yeah, so do the Gamecocks. Yeah, well, twenty other guess, that, that dude's huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, and Jared, nobody. I don't think Shane's going to stay in Pat. I I do expect some changes are coming, but you know, we all sit here and wait. Well, and you, you do wonder too, how like how how do you? And I know we got to get to the Fab Five here in just a second, but like. How do some of these changes that are or are not made? I guess you get, I guess you will get feedback from some of your players. Of course, a lot of that is just as good as the breath coming out of their mouths because half of it isn't even true when there's in the season meeting sometimes. But, but how, you know, how do you make or how do you not make changes that you don't know or are unsure of whether they will positively or negatively affect your, your program? I mean, you want to, you want to make a change. You do that, and then half of that position group leaves and goes in the portal, or you make a change and and bring in another guy who nobody likes, and then they leave and go in the portal. I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios we could roll out here. I just, I just, I, what I'm getting at here is again, as I pointed, talked to Mike about this five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, Mike. 
this all happens at one time. Yeah. Bowl prep, high schools, kids signing, portal season. At the end of the year, you're making coaches changes. I mean, you you you, you don't you have no idea what the entity in, uh, identity of your football program is for months. I mean, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Yeah. That. Uh, that... Again, it it just it is what it is uh, at this point. Like it, it it's going on everywhere. It's going to continue to go on. I mean, I I gave you a, a bunch of names that are, quite frankly, a hell of a lot bigger than the kicker, um, that are bolting high level programs that played and were productive, but for whatever reason they're leaving. And more often than not, you can guess what that reason is. That's just that's what we're doing now. It's a here here's some it's here's a some true meat news. market. Rakeem mentioned that uh, Don Chaney Jr. is visiting on the 8th, like next weekend. So there's a big time running back coming in, y'all. And Here a what's the defense? defensive? They'll blow it in the ninth. <laughs> Say what now? <laughs> I missed that. Harry Doyle. Ah, <laughs> uh, they'll blow it in the Oh, ninth. they'll blow it. <laughs> Post game shows brought to you by. Hell, I can't find it. The hell with it. <laughs> Uh, we could do a whole uh, show on uh, Harry Doyle. Uh, yeah. Did I mention GaryPatterson.net tw- five oh, minutes ago? I don't think I did. Uh, Lou Golf, Columbia, Midlands. Before uh, my guy for over tw- bridge, make sure that you are insured. Through That's right. Yeah, you folks that are having a hard time dealing with the portal, uh, you know, make sure you're insured. Mad Dog told the story he got hit by a car twice here recently. Not him personally, but his car got hit by a car. If you've got uh, cut cut uh, rate car insurance or a guy you can't trust you're going to get screwed we've all been there uh, garypatterson.net will take terrific care of you you can also uh tell you everything you want to know about officiating we will get at some point when things slow down i mean we're so jam-packed on this show and that's what, one of the things i love about it uh we we the three hours flies um but we'll, we'll do a little wrapping with the ref a segment that i used to sure. do any questions or problems you have about officiating We'll bring my man Dennis O'Keefe on, and he'll answer them for you. Um, he's officiated over like a thousand games in South Carolina and knows the rules as well as anybody. We'll do that when we have more time. But we're not talking about the portal, recruiting, bowl games, college football playoff, a basketball program that's undefeated on the men's side for the first time in a while. Great crowd on the other on hand for the Colonial Life Arena, as I thought that there would be. Um, I, and and for I. Just pump the brakes on Josh Gray for the for the three people that continually. Let me tell you a quick story. When Darren Horn got the job at South Carolina, he took me to lunch, and South Carolina had a player by the name of Mitchell Carter, six eleven out of Milwaukee. First guy you t- you, you take off the bus, right? We remember him. You remember Mitchell Carter? Mitchell Carter, a top one hundred recruit, uh, every bit of six eleven. Not fat, not out of shape, good body. Uh, and the number one question I would get when hosting the, either the Dave Odom show or the Darren Horn show or just people hit me up on my talk show, how come Mitchell Carter doesn't play more? When Darren Horn took me out to lunch, he actually asked me, Mike, be honest with me. And I don't know Darren from Adam at this point. And he's like, can Mitchell Carter play? And I looked at him and I said, Coach, I don't think he's an SEC player. Uh, he never played another he, – he, they phased him out, you know, and on, on top of that, he wasn't really beloved by his teammates. The point is, bigger is not better in college basketball all the time. Just because you're 6'11", 7 feet doesn't mean you should be playing 20 minutes 
some guy got into this with me on Twitter, and I'm just like, I, I don't know how how many different ways I can tell you. He's not, he's not playing a lot of minutes because he he's not one of the better players on the roster. And now all of a sudden, Lamont Paris has options. You're much better with a guy like B.J. Mack playing the five than you are with Josh Gray. This is, and he's not a bad kid, by the way. I pull for Josh. I hope he does well in the minutes that he plays. But if you're thinking just because he's the biggest guy in the roster that he should be playing more, um, I could go next level on why he's not. But just trust me when I tell you, uh, he, uh, Coach Paris is playing the right guys the right amount of minutes. And I'll leave Josh it at that. Josh good off the bench for some rebounds. And I tell you, Speaking of rebound machine and, and the emergence of, can I have a drum roll, please? Bosman's Verdunk, the law school student. Hey, that dude, like it used to be Josh's job to come in and get a bunch of rebounds, right? Well, now Bosman's Verdunk is rebounding his ass off. Have you guys noticed that? Mm-hmm. He's well, playing with energy. I mean, he's very limited. Don't get me wrong, but he's he's. he's I mean, I'm I'm proud of him. Well, There's Mike- a guy that everybody groaned when he walked on the floor last year. Yeah, and credit credit to Mike. We've we've talked about this around here. You know, he's Derek Scott mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. By the way, we've got Derek on tomorrow, and um, and he mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. He's got options, you know, and 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 yeah. so guys aren't having to play a bigger role than what they need to play. You know, this is your job. You some games you might be in there for seventeen minutes. Some games you might be in there for three minutes. But this is the role in which you will play in this basketball team, and clearly. With these guys having decreased minutes, that means two things. One, last year they were probably having to play too much. And two, they've, of course, upgraded the roster. And we can prove that because I'm going to I'm gonna do this one more time just because it sounds so much fun to say it right now. Because South Carolina has the second best record in college basketball. That's why. You see that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're 6-0. and There's one team that's 7-0. No. They're 6-0. and so, so, they've, so they've got options. With, so, with two wins over the ACC, by the way. With two wins over the ACC, right, and a chance at a third next week when they hit the road for Clemson, who also yeah. looks very good. Uh, Mike, I, I, you might know this. I, 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 when you were calling games for Carolina, I, I cannot remember if this was ever possibly the case. I don't think it was. I, I'm not so sure in my lifetime, and I'm not saying it will be the case next week, but there is a small possibility that both of these teams, Clemson and Carolina, if they win this weekend. Gamecocks got George Washington tomorrow. Tigers got to go to Pitt on Sunday. If they win, there is a small chance both of them could be in the top 25 next week. It's small, but they both could be. When when I first came to Columbia, Rick Barnes of Clemson and Eddie Fogler of South Carolina had top 20 programs, and Carolina and Clemson football was beyond mediocre. (laughs) I was like, is this a basketball state? Um Rick Barnes left for Texas. Eddie Fogler had the two good years, couldn't cash in the tournament, and then it went south real fast and fast, and then feuded with the AD for the better part of five years before he gave way to Dave Odom. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the last time that's happened. So they was, were top twenty five when they played that year. Oh yeah, uh, what yeah. Year was that ninety eight? Ninety eight. If you go back to ninety eight, uh, I'm pretty sure that they weren't they weren't just top twenty five like. They were like near top ten, if not at least one of them in there. Six ninety seven. Take so a look. Was, is that the year that? That's the year after the two years that it kind of started slipping. Well, okay. so 90, uh, 97, 98 were the two tournament teams. Lost as a two seed to Coppin State. 
That's a right. three seed to Richmond. Yeah. And yeah, Carolina yeah. That was basketball. the year they lost the, as the three seed. Yeah. That's the year they lost the three. Okay, so that's last year. That they were both top 25 when they played each other. Uh, yes. Gotta, yeah, because be. then, then they tried to play B.J. Mackey at the point. They lost Melvin Watson. People forgot how valuable he was and everything. It just went down. Oh, that was there. my guy. Dude, I went by my – I went by – I got to tell you, I know you don't have a little graphic for me, and it, but it's <laughs> a public story anyway. I, I – I, we can I, uh, get you a graphic, Jamie. We can find you a little picture with kids around a campfire. <laughs> no, it's okay. Drinking their chicken cock bourbon, way underage. No, we don't uh, encourage that. We don't they, encourage. I, I went by my mom's the other day to help her with something, and she gave me this hat, and I left it over there, so I got to get it back. It was a hat, an old white hat with the circle on the front that said University of South Carolina in cursive, and it was signed by um, – my, by Melvin Watson, my guy. That was that was my guy growing up. I mean, that was, Melvin that was, was a badass. Dude. He was the man. It was signed by Melvin, uh, Ryan Stack, and Herbert Lee Davis. And I, I I forgot even ever had that hat from probably when I was twelve years old, maybe maybe younger than that, probably younger than that. Yeah. And uh, so I told my mom, I said, "Don't throw that hat away. I, I, I want that hat." Uh, that was pretty. Uh, Herbert Lee Davis, Ryan Stack played for the Cavs, and of course Melvin was Melvin. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty neat. That was pretty. Oh, uh, there was a yeah. I, I, I to not win one of those tournament games set the program back. It really did. You had two good teams that were capable of making deep runs, and you lost in the first round both times. And then Eddie didn't want to recruit. Uh, he accused a lot of people of being dirty, and he was Mister Clean and wouldn't play North Carolina because it hit home to him personally. And I love Eddie Fogler. I got a chance to do TV with Eddie Fogler. Eddie Fogler could have been a top-notch college basketball analyst. Actually, he was for a while, and then he wrote something on the telestrator screen, and it came up on the jumbo board, and Eddie was relieved of his duties. Dumbass. Because he didn't yeah. take those twins that went to Georgia. The, the, the Hayes Jarvis. twins. Yeah. 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 Mike has been a better Jonas. shooter here since yeah. Jamel Bradley. Uh, Jamel Bradley was sick. Jamel West Bradley. Virginia oh. long rifle. That's right. Nicknamed by Charlie Mack. Um, Charlie Mack, yeah. Yeah, they haven't had a Jamel Bradley. No, Jamel Bradley was like – he was the closest thing to Steph Curry in the last 20 years in a, in a South Carolina uniform. And for the older folks, yes, I know about John Roach. I know about, You don't have to tell me about the history. I know all about it. Uh, but Jamel Bradley recently, yeah, best, best shooter that Carolina's had in a long time. Long time. By the way – oh, that's Craig Godwin with the two. So Clint Morrison had a couple in the uh, chat row, and he just happens to be our Fab Five champion. Oh, oh, Clint's not allowed to win anything. Oh, yeah, he that's right. Yeah, he's got to be a winner. He can't win. He can't Man. win. He's ineligible. No, no, no he, he is. He, he can he's win. a cheater. He did go 5-0. and oh. It's skill, yeah. though. But it he, is, he yeah. put all his picks in on Sunday, so he's a cheater. He did? Hey, he complimented me on one of my jokes, uh, so I, 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 I'm going to give him a prize regardless. So we that's know, the we, real tiebreaker. We, we absolutely love That's the real tiebreaker. That's the real tiebreaker. Mike Sego. Clint's going to be donating the uh, cash value of his prize back to Carolina Rise in order to help prevent more losses. As the uh, By the way, from our, from our winner last week, Terrence Hill, 
sent a great email. Um, Hello, Suki and Mike. I want to thank you both for your help with the Fiesta prize pack. Got it yesterday and was the main course for our pregame tailgate. My first time having salsaritas, but it definitely won't be my last. Everything was so fresh and delicious that it made my entire tailgate party become fans of the West Columbia location. I also want to share my appreciation and thanks for the awesome service I received from the West Columbia staff. That is unsolicited, folks. That's uh, from Terrence, and that is awesome. And we're going to give away another one. And Suki wanted to remind everybody, not just the two Columbia locations, but with football over, yes, there is Salsaritas at the Colonial Life Arena. So when you're cheering on your soon-to-be top 25 Gamecock program, get yourself some Salsaritas. He'll be there. You you can't miss him. Suki stands out. Uh, Tell him you uh, thank him for his support and his incredible work there with Salsaritas. I'm getting hungry just reading this. Talking well, about it. you're going to get hungrier now because it's time for the Salsaritas <sighs> Fab Five Challenge. Woo! Hey, Gamecock fans, Mike Morgan here. During my Once time here, in Columbia, one of my favorite places to hours, eat was Salsaritas. When I go back there, now there. for work uh, or Phil, any how about the updated standings? I, I, I heard there might have yeah, been some... I'm like you. I love tacos. I love Tex-Mex. Where are you going to go to get them? We've got two convenient Salsaritas locations, one in Lexington in the Target Center and one in West Columbia as well. Now, if you like tailgating, and who doesn't? Whether it's for a football game or anything else, they've got the catering hotline. Get yourself some Fiesta packs to take tailgating. Get yourself the Three Amigos bundles for tailgating. They make catering easy with a fresh, hot setup. And again, you just call the phone number, 803-543-6297 to set it up. You can also look them up online, or you can even download the app. Salsaritas is just a cut above the rest. That's why they're serving williams Price Stadium and the South Stands, also serving in the Colonial Life Arena. Again, that catering hotline number, make it easy for you and the folks out there. You don't need to settle for sandwiches every time. 803-543-6297. 803 543 6297. And we're back. I have no idea why uh, y'all were just chatting away while Mike was <laughs> sending the what were y'all talking about? Who? All of you. just going to talk over the, what? you know, I mean, the, I don't know. All right. Yeah, so, the, so Phil, the updated like, standings, please, before yeah, I was rudely really interrupted by myself. So, so Mike is <laughs> taking the lead, I'm sure. One of those pamphlets. <laughs> I've intentionally not looked at it. Do we have the updated standings, Phil? There's a yes. new sheriff in town. Is it not displaying? It's a beautiful picture of oh. a blank background. Jeez. There we go. Oh, Ooh. oh no. Jamie did not kneel on the ball and just take the lead into the half. He decided to keep trying to get more points on the board and pulled a, a hurricane. A hurricane. Yeah, you pulled a Mario Cristobal. Like you put you just instead of taking a knee, you handed it well, off. It's not over. We got championship weekend. Oh, we're going through basketball. Are you kidding me? We're to, we're not stopping this this freight train. This is it's yeah, got too much momentum. Don't we need to do one until like the first of the year and then crank it back up or something like? Oh, you no, want to hit the reset a- button? Well, we can do that. It's up to you. I'm sure JC wouldn't mind that right now. About now. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm mad at myself because I I talked myself out of Auburn. Yeah, all I've been saying that that's one of the few rivalries that it true. Unlike the cliches, 
the, the best team does not always win, certainly does yeah. not always cover. Um, and I, I somehow I talked myself out of it. So I'm ticked off. I didn't have a great week. You just had a terrible week. So, But, yes, yeah. anyway, all that being said, Never it's nice to be. The, you know, if you watch, like, game day with Stanford Steve, if you watch. Uh, oh, I'm whipping him. I'm whipping him. He's 10 games under 500. Like, this is not easy to do. The Bear, who's now at Fox, he hasn't been doing well in his picks over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, these are some pretty good numbers. I'm just saying. Far be it for me to uh, pat our performances on the back. All right, here we go. Again, we don't shy away from the big games. Tomorrow night, no, we, big ones. we got the big ones here. Pac Championship, Oregon, nine-and-a-half-point favorite against Washington. Mad Dog, what do you have? Uh, I like Oregon to win, but Washington to cover, so give me Washington. Jamie. I mean, is there something I'm missing? I, I Washington yeah, beat I, them by three, right? That's right. I know it's hard. Since to then, Oregon's them. played a lot better. Well, I, I get it. I, I, I don't. I'm not seeing nine and a half. I'm not saying Oregon can't win. I, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with Washington to cover that thing. JC, I'm going Oregon. I hate it because I. It's going to screw everything up, but I'm going to Oregon. They're playing too good. I, I'm going Washington. I'm going to get. I'm going to have a major eye on this. Um, Bo Nix is very much in the Heisman discussion. I've got a ballot to fill out Sunday. Uh, right now, he is not my leader. Somebody else is. But if he shows out and leads Oregon to the playoff, you never know. Got a chance to pass for 4,000, bunch of touchdowns, two picks all year. Who knows? Uh, but I think Washington will do enough to cover. You're right, Jamie. I mean, Washington's still a pretty damn good team. That is a high number. Uh, so I'll go with the Huskies as well. Uh, Texas laying the 14 and a half against the Mullet and Oklahoma State. JB. Ooh. I, I've, I've been struggling with this one here. I feel like there's a, a late cover in the game for for the Longhorns, but it is a championship game, and, and it's Mike Gundy, man. I just hate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh man, I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State to cover it. It's a 14 and a half. They might cover by half a point. I'm, I'll take Oklahoma State. JC, going to Oklahoma State to cover. Yeah, I um, I'm also struggling with this, and, and Ollie Gordon is the only reason why I could think of a cover here. Is I think Texas. This is a statement game again. You're oh, this is yeah. not just about winning. This is a beauty contest for teams fighting for a four-team playoff. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I I'm going to change my damn pick, and I'm going to hate myself for it. I'll take Oklahoma State to cover. Oklahoma State to cover. Uh, Mad Dog? Oklahoma State lost to Central Florida 45-3. to And I think Texas beats the crap out of them <laughs> this week. They also State lost State. to uh, South Alabama. Yeah, South Alabama. <laughs> by like 20-some odd. They got pantsed by the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me Texas in the statement uh, hand-waving goodbye there to, to get out of the Big 12. Okay. All right. Uh, game, let, let's, I want to save the best for last. A Florida State two-and-a-half-point favorite against 
Louisville, I'll get uh, this one started off. I'm going to take the Seminoles. Just too much to play for. If they win, they're going to get in that playoff, whether you think they're the top four or not. Um, I'll take Florida State. Mad Dog. I'm going Florida State, too. Uh, they they adjusted to not having their you know top-tier quarterback well, and I, I think they pull it off. Jamie. I got to be very careful this week, Mike. But um, I think I'm gonna really devastated by what happened last week. I'm gonna <laughs> I, I, look. I, I don't. I, I'm fearful of of Florida State right now, man. Um, but also Louisville coughing it up against Kentucky. Yeah, Florida State covers whatever. Florida State. JC, this is ridiculous. Florida State they both suck. It's gonna it's gonna be close. I mean. I, I just think it'll be a field goal game, but it's only two and a half, so I'm going to go with the Knowles to cover. Yeah, if Knowles were any more, I'd oh. probably consider Louisville at least. I'm with Unanimous. you, JC. I agree. I agree. The big one, um, on the app, it's five and a half, guys, but uh, just for us, it's it's up to six. Yeah. It just went up to six today. Georgia's yeah. six-point favorite against Bama. Yeah. Uh, Mad Dog, who do you like? Oh, yeah, give me the dogs. I think they win, and they're marching their way to win number three. The Pontiff of the Port City, Jamie Bradford. All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Give me Bama. The Sausage King of Chicago, J.C. Sherbert. Dogs. Woo. I've taken Bama to cover almost every time we've had them on the Fab Five, and I'm not going to stop now. They've been pretty good to me. Uh there's not many people, not many teams on the planet that can beat Georgia. Bama they, is one. Yes, they are. And they can cause defense. an absolute nightmare on this whole playoff. I, I mean, it, it, it's going to be a show. I will take Bama to cover the six. Um, did we get everybody on that one? We did. We got him. Yeah. So now... Oh. Over, Man. under, total points, the mighty Iowa Hawkeyes versus the Michigan Wolverines. If you've been following Iowa football, some of the lowest over, under totals in the history of the sport, and yet here they are. They're one bad call away from being an 11-1 and team. They're 10-2. and uh, By the way, if you don't know the name Phil Parker, learn the name because he might be the best defensive coordinator in the sport uh, for Iowa. Over, under, 35 and a half. That's not a typo. That is the number. Uh, we'll start with you, Mad Dog. That 35 and a half seems a little high. I'm taking the under. Taking the, take under. the under. Jamie Bradford. So they have been under uh, 35 and a half points combined in nine of 12 games this year. Seven straight. I don't think it matters who the opponent is. I'm, I'm going under. JC. Over. I'm going over, too. I, 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 and I'm depending on Michigan to do this. I'm depending on Michigan with all that yeah. fire in their belly. Uh, Jim Harbaugh having to sit and stew in it. He's back. I don't think he wants to just win this game. He wants to remind everybody Michigan's the real freaking deal. They might get 35 on their own. I'm taking the over on that one. 
By the way, the tiebreaker for those of you who are uh, participating on the Mighty Chiefs, the Chief Sports app, the Salsaritas tab, the tiebreaker for you folks is total points for one Michi, Michi, in the Gamecocks game against George Washington. 17. I mean, we don't have to pick this one, but we can. Oh. All right. 16 and a half. 58. 58. I'll, I'll give him a solid uh, 21. I was going to go 19. 17. 17. Okay. It's oh. just for fun. I'll give, him a, I'll give him a solid uh, 21 points. Uh, certainly. Why not? And all the it, it I, I do got to get a kick out of all the people who uh, became basketball coaching hiring experts and wanted to just completely crap on Lamont Paris. Oh, I'll tell you who oh, should have been he's the, brilliant. the hiring. Yeah. He's um, brilliant. Now. <laughs> he's... Uh, uh, yeah. Nobody was winning with that roster. Uh, it was it, the program was left a mess. Whoever got that job last year wasn't going to win anything. Um, so just. <laughs> Just a little, little trip down recent memory road. Give it time. Man knows how to coach. If you look at what Wisconsin did with him, I know he's an assistant, but he learned under a pretty good one in Bo Ryan. Uh, they went to multiple Final Fours. They didn't get the best talent in the world in Madison, and they still managed to do okay. Mike, you got to stop talking. Things are getting weird. Things are getting weird. Hey. Yeah, they are getting weird in the chat box. What's, what's uh, going on? Hold on, I'm like angry, angry, uh, angry Gamecock. Is there an option on my Google clock to have Mike Morgan's voice put me nine ninety nine a month? Angry Gamecock, <laughs> we say, can make that happen. Yeah, that's nine hundred and ninety nine dollars a month. Nine ninety nine a month. And Luke, I don't think the low I don't think I don't think DJ has any kind of insight into that one. Um, oh, that's I think, he's, I think he's just asking the question. So, and uh, look, it's uh, they're still talking. They're still going to talk to him. Uh, I'm told it looks ominous, though. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it. But stranger things have happened. Some good news is uh, Jalon Kilgore openly recruiting his brother to come play football at South Carolina. His brother, he's has a dude. Portal from Tennessee Tech. That yeah, he'll be playing John on Sundays a in a couple of years. Now we're just messing with you, angry. Or Mr. Game, however you want us to refer. Oh, I, I trust me. I took it the right way, Anchor Game. I took oh, that yeah. as nothing but oh, a compliment. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, it's uh, my wife when she listens to our podcast. She always tells me, "Yeah, I listen to it uh, every time, and I fall asleep within like twenty minutes." I'm like, "Honey, that's not a compliment." She goes, "No, I just your voice. It, it helps relax me, and it puts me I'm like okay. I guess that's a so whatever." Fiance says very similar things. Yeah, she'll Wait. throw on a JC and Morgan and go to sleep. You can go to sleep. Your your wife and your fiance actually watch and listen to y'all. My, I, I don't tell her to do it. My it's wife doesn't same. even know what I do for a it's living. It's the same thing with TV. Like, I'm like, honey, why are you watching me call a Auburn Ole Miss game? And I'm just like, on the third floor yapping to my buddies no, as far as no. she's she has no idea what I do. What are you doing? I'm on the friend, I'm on the internet with my friends. <laughs> I always tell her you don't have to. It won't. It won't hurt my feelings if you don't. I'll be okay. She's like, no, I want to watch. I want to listen. Oh, hey, guys, he wants me. Yeah, that's weird. He wants me to read his obituary. Just to see <laughs> it's a tone setter. 
That's a tone setter. Tone setter. Oh, look, guys. Okay, so we got through this. Hopefully tomorrow is a better day. But well, much I will uh, give a qu- quick uh, bump to the Big Spur. Continue to tune in to thebigspur.com for all your news throughout the afternoon. The news is not done. Uh, so continue to tune in for that. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 to recap all of it. Michael Flint will join us for a little bit tomorrow. Derek Scott will join us mm-hmm. tomorrow as well. Special thanks to Mike Morgan and thanks to all of you. Wish we had better news earlier, but that's okay. We all still love each other, and, you know, Carolina will win at least five It's a long portal. It's a long portal. It's a long portal. Got to play the long game. Chicken Cock and the Barndo Company present Inside the Gamecocks, the show always live from the Sinorama Studios. We'll see you tomorrow at 11.